MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavors. This is Virginia Lottery recording session. We're rolling. Coming this Tuesday. Actually, just read option one. New games every Tuesday? Perfect. For more information, visit VALottery.com slash Tuesday. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Thursday. It is the ninth day of March. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia police are investigating a double shooting that injured a mother and a daughter at a pizza restaurant in the city's Mayfair neighborhood. The suspect is in custody thanks to the heroics of employees, customers, and the man who is the husband and father of the victims. It happened just before 9 p.m. Wednesday at Mayfair Pizza located in the 7400 block of Frankfurt Avenue. Police say gunfire erupted after a robbery attempt inside the pizza shop. A 65-year-old woman was shot in the stomach and her 34-year-old daughter was shot in the shoulder. Uh, that's when people, other people inside the shop jumped into action. The husband and father of the two women uh, who were shot is also the owner of the restaurant. He struggled with a 19-year-old perpetrator and an employee and two customers jumped in to help as well. The victims who work at the business were taken to Jefferson Torresdale Hospital and placed in stable condition. The suspect has not been identified. Anyone with information is asked to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner released disturbing details Wednesday against two city police officers and a school resource officer involved in sexual misconduct cases. The district attorney's office laid out the three separate cases Wednesday afternoon. Some charges involved minors being sexually assaulted. Others alleged that those who came to police for help were victimized. One victim was allegedly the mother of a murder victim. Uh, She says she was assaulted by the detectives assigned to her son's case. Former police officer Patrick Heron was charged uh, with stalking, intimidation, harassment, child pornography, and indecent assault. Former school resource officer Howard Rubin pleaded guilty to sexual assault and corruption of minors and received a sentence of 10 to 20 years in prison. Former homicide detective Donald uh, Shukinski was charged on February 23rd with harassment, indecent assault, and stalking. Those charges relate uh, to individuals that he met in, uh, in the course of his duties as a homicide detective, said the assistant DA. A federal lawsuit has been filed against him and the Philadelphia Police Department on behalf of the alleged victim. She's the mother of a man who was murdered in 2020. The woman's attorney says uh, that the detective was assigned to investigate that murder and instead he further victimized my client by harassing her via emails, texts, and physically assaulting her. Uh, he also said that the detective used his work email and cell phone to harass the victim. <sighs> Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw released a statement saying she was aware of the allegations and that uh, the detective was placed in restrictive duty status as the internal affairs division conducted an investigation. The six-year-old boy who allegedly shot his elementary school teacher earlier this year will not be criminally charged. Newport News, Virginia Commonwealth Attorney uh, Howard Gwynn told CNN affiliate WTKR. The student allegedly shot and wounded Richneck Elementary School teacher Abigail Werner on January 6th, leaving her critically injured from a bullet that struck her chest. She was released from the hospital more than a week after the shooting. After researching this issue thoroughly, we do not believe the law supports charging and convicting 
attacking a six-year-old with aggravated assault, Gwen said. Newport News Police said late last month that uh, they had completed their investigation into the shooting and presented it to the Commonwealth Attorney's Office. Gwen told CNN in February his office received three binders and investi- of investigative material from police and would also be reviewing hours worth of police body camera footage. In a statement released roughly two weeks after the shooting, the boy's family said the firearm their son accessed was secured. The family's statement went on to say that the child has an acute disability and was under a care plan at the school that included his mother and father attending school with him and accompanying him to class every day. The week of the shooting was the first week the boy's parents were not in class with him. They said in their statement, adding, we will regret our absence on this day for the rest of our lives. Wasn't this the case, Kathy, where they they knew he had the gun and they basically... uh... There were reports of him having the gun and and I think they checked the kid's backpack a few times and didn't find it. So So it was a weird thing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty strange. Uh, on J- a January 24th legal notice sent to the Newport News School Board by Zorner's attorney alleged the boy had a history of disturbing behavior, including cursing at staff members, trying to whip students with his belt and choking a teacher. According to the document, the student was suspended for a day after he allegedly slammed and broke Zorner's cell phone and cursed at guidance counselors. When he returned from the suspension to Zorner's classroom, he shot her, the, no- the notice alleged. Yeah, uh, very sad. In sports this morning. The Sixers, who went 4-1 on their recent road trip, have a record of 31-10 over the last three months. That's only a half a game behind the Denver Nuggets for the best record in the NBA over that span. The Sixers are back home tomorrow night and will host the Portland Trailblazers at 7 o'clock. Flyers defenseman Tony D'Angelo was suspended for two games for spearing Tampa Bay Lightning forward Corey Perry. In the game, D'Angelo received a major penalty and a game misconduct for spearing Perry below the belt during uh, the Flyers' loss. (laughs) The league said in a... uh, The league said in a video breaking down the incident that D'Angelo did not engage with Perry in any other way prior to spearing him, choosing to deliver the strike while Perry was not looking. The premeditated nature of the defense and the force with which it was delivered to the groin area were part of why D'Angelo received the suspension. The Flyers continue their road trip tonight with a game in Carolina against the Hurricanes, and the puck will drop at 7 o'clock. I thought that was like like a semi-serious story, but then yeah. then you it's, that clip kept yeah. playing. Honestly, so. Kath, it's a little of both. Yeah. It is? All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. At spring training, the Phillies will play the Orioles in Clearwater this afternoon at 105. And in high school hockey, Pensbury and Conestoga both advance to the Flyers' Cup wow. and will play each other tonight. Earlier this week, the fifth-seeded Pensbury Falcons beat Abington 8-3 to a advance and the fourth seeded Conestoga Pioneers beat Downingtown West by a score of six to three. The quarterfinal matchup will be tonight at 845 at Iceline in Westchester. And that's what I have for you this morning. All righty then. Thank you very much, Kath. We have uh, a Thursday morning unfolding as we speak and a few things to bring you up to speed on. Uh, some guests on the program today. We mentioned this yesterday. Mr. Skin will be joining us today because in conjunction with the Academy Awards are the Anatomy Awards, and Mr. Skin is going to bring us up to speed on those. Uh, that's where we hear interesting categories, I believe. Yeah, some uh, of our favorite categories have come from the Skin Anatomy Awards. Yep. 
So we'll, uh, is it skin anatomy or anatomy? No, it's anatomy. It's anatomy. Oh, okay. really? I thought, yeah. Everything he applies skin to everything. I know, so he definitely assumed, yeah. So we'll talk to him around 9.20 or so. And we also have actor Jack Champion who's on the program. Now, he is in Scream 6. Yes. Which will be in theaters tomorrow. Uh, but he was also in the Avatar film, the, the last right. one, the Pandora movie. Yeah, he's super I huge. still haven't seen. No, neither have I, which is surprising. Shame um, on both of you. So he plays a, a teenager in that movie, Casey? Yeah, he's, like a, he's a human that lives with the Navi. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll chat with him a little bit later on today and see what's up in that world. And a reminder... We have an announcement tomorrow. So we had uh, we had said that we are definitely, indeed, uh, in fact, we'll be leaving one week from today yes. for spring training in Clearwater. Uh, but there is an added uh, component to this that we have revealed yet. And we are going to, we have permission to reveal that information tomorrow. So uh, this is an announcement about the announcement. <laughs> yes. So we have found out that we will be able to announce that tomorrow. Something we're excited about and we are looking forward to. So make sure you stay with us. All right, and on top of that, Kathy is at home again today, but uh, she is with us here in voice and spirit, <laughs> and uh, we'll continue to have her as part of the program. We are going to take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is what we will start off with, the stupid question as well. So hang out with us as we get ready to move forward on a Thursday morning. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shoot. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We will uh, pose the question to you, see if you know the answer. It's a super question. We have a $50 Metro Diner dining card giveaway as a prize. Here is one for you. Who was the first president of the United States to appoint an African-American to the U.S. Supreme Court? 215263 WMMR, okay? The first president to appoint an African-American to the U.S. Supreme Court. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. We'll mention some birthdays while we wait for that call to come in. Today is the ninth day of March. And um, start with a big one. Uh, actor Oscar Isaac has a birthday today. Yep, he's uh, entrenched in the Star Wars universe. Was in The Force Awakens. And other was he in other movies too? Well, he was in two he, movies. He was in a couple. Right? Yeah, he was yeah. in. Yes, absolutely. He was in all three. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, Seven, eight, nine. He was. 
I, I wish he'd been given a little bit more to work with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He is a charismatic lead, and I don't think he got his due justice. I liked Moon Knight. I didn't love it. Um, Agreed. But he... Uh, he was phenomenal in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Again, like, he played like two or three characters, and he, he was underserved by and the yeah. material a bit. You couldn't. Uh, I got confused thinking it was more than one actor. I know him the whole time. I mean, he's a really good actor, uh, and he's also fantastic in uh, Dune as a yeah. Duke Leto Atreides. He's excellent in that role. Uh, he turns 44 years old today. We had a chance to meet him. He was he in, the in the studio, yeah. He was promoting Inside Lewin Davis, which I never saw that movie. Was it good? It is yeah. quirky and good. Okay. Yeah. It's not great. No. It just moves like real, the pacing is real weird. And, it's a different and, kind of movie. And the music yeah. and all that. Okay. But it's a Coen Brothers movie, so. Uh, it's Britney Snow's birthday today. Mm, love her. Uh, Pitch Perfect, American Dreams. We, we met her years ago when she was promoting American Dreams. That was back when we were Y100. She came by for a visit. She that was, was in, like That ahead. was the very first um, appearance I ever did uh, working for you guys at Y100, and okay. it was her. Yeah, we were we were at some some bar downtown. I forget what it was, but yeah, she she was making an appearance there, and I went and I introed her and all that. She was really nice. Yeah, she seemed really friendly. She's with Jenna Ortega in the movie X, which is a horror movie. Yeah, uh, uh, kind of an homage to the uh, the porn. Oh uh, yeah, uh, oh. And she's all porned up. Yeah. yeah. She is uh, 37 today. Uh, Juliette Binoche, mm. the French actress. In uh, the movie Chocolat. You know <laughs> we'll always yeah. be emotionally scarred by the movie Chocolat because we <sighs> flew out to Hawaii. We were part of a press junket for the movie Pearl Harbor. <laughs> and we're sitting there and it's like, one of the lead, uh, I don't know, Chocolat. So, yep. okay. Well, on the way back, we'll have a different movie. Mm-hmm. It was Chocolat. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> so when you, when you fly uh, east to west or vice versa, west east, they, they will show Movies uh, on the aircraft heading in one direction, and then the other direction, they showed different movies. Used to be uh, the case. T- they make sure, but on, for that particular, I remember they made an announcement. Yes. They had found out, like, um, something happened, like... The machine uh, was effed up or something? Uh, yeah, and they were like, well, we're going to show this movie. We're like, they, we, they, they had were showing on the way. And you and I stormed the cockpit. We did. Yeah. And then Wait, they I al- started putting I- locks on the doors <laughs> after that. Yeah. I also saw that movie on a plane, and... I was angry because uh, I missed like the last 20 minutes and I've never seen the end really? of the movie. It's a lot like the first 100 minutes. And Steve, I think I brought this up once before and you said the same thing, but I was like, I was really into it. Like I liked it and I wanted to see the end of it. And then on my trip home, they did not show it. Well, it was a, a popular movie at the time. Johnny Depp and Romantic and blah, blah, blah. And, but uh, not on a plane. Uh, and <laughs> and the only reason I call it Chocolat is because of the movie uh, I Love You, Man. Yeah. yeah. See, oh, it's just. He insisted. No, that was uh, 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 that was uh, Devil that... Wears Prada. Oh, but he's it? talking about the the best day he ever had was sitting there having a summer salad and watching Chocolat. Yeah, he's like, it's called chocolate. No, it's Chocolat. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just saw it the other day. Okay, yeah. So my my memory is refresh uh, a little more refreshed. You just than yours. Yes, uh, Devil Wears Prada the other day, or no? I love you, man. Uh, I love you, man. Okay, because <laughs> I don't I don't think that's from uh, Devil Wears Prada. No, no, no. He says, he goes, you can't go taking a guy to go see a Devil Wear, Wears Prada. And he goes, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you. So there we go. Thank you for the clarification. Well, cleared up? Yeah. All right. Clear now. now. Julia Binoche is 59 today. Uh, Linda Fiorentino. Yes, we remember talk about from her. Uh, Vision Quest and uh, Men in Black and uh, Dogma. 
Apparently, and we'd say this every time on a birthday, and what she'll always be known for apparently very difficult to work with. Yeah, I yeah. think even Kevin Smith kind of indicated she right. was tough to work with. She's 63 today. Uh, it's Kato Kalin's birthday. Uh, uh, legend. Most famous house guest ever. Absolutely. O.J. Simpson's house guest is uh, 64 today. And he was a terrible witness on the stand. He was just all, all over the place. I remember that. Uh, Emmanuel Lewis, who played Webster. Turns uh, 52 years old today. What, what did we learn about Webster the other day? He's a black belt. I know that. No, yeah. no, no, no. You said you made a joke oh, about, oh. about the show Webster. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I forgot what Something had, like I forgot what Did you watch this. that show at all? No, I, I would catch it periodically. No. He was, oh, I, I used to watch it all the time. Oh, did you? Oh, oh. I loved it. I loved Webster. Kathy, yeah. he had like little secret passages through like the grandfather clock. Yeah. 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 Come on. See? That's how he would get around the house? Yeah, because well, he's so small, he yeah, could go into those throw things. out the window. Yeah. yeah. No, right. so they, they lived Put in, in the a, washing machine. When the show first started, they lived in an apartment, like a right. you know, high-rise apartment, and then that apartment burned. So then they ended up living in another house, which was way cooler because they had, like, little secret passages in the, in the house. Uh, yeah, like it? when he would get sad and they'd have to have, like, a moment, like, they'd open the door and he'd uh-huh. be in the dumbwaiter. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. that's pretty sad. And wasn't yeah. Nell Carter on that show? Was she, like, a maid or something no, like that? No, no, that's give me a break. Uh, yeah, but she, there was, a, I think she had a, a a show before that, I don't know. It wasn't like there was, a, there was a, of that time there were crossovers. There was, yeah, Gary Coleman and yep. uh, and Emmanuel uh, Lewis and yeah. Uh, so he is fifty two today. Uh, okay, uh, name I don't know. Kerr Smith, actor, Dawson's Creek, Final Destination, My Bloody Valentine, three D. Okay, yeah, he's fifty one. Happy birthday, Kerr Smith. He's and, one of the uh, you would recognize him. Uh, no, I looked him up online. Oh, and you I would did not, not recognize, I did not recognize no, him at all. You would so. not recognize him at all, but he's, <laughs> I, I recognize him. I try to, when I see these questionable names and I, and I see some things that I recognize they were in, I will look them up and I'll go, do I know them or not? And this guy didn't it's, know. It's but. wild person because the movies that you're talking about all hit at a certain time and he looked a certain way in all those movies and to see him now as a, in his 50s. So, yeah, guess what? People age, but it catches you off guard. And then the last birthday I saw is actor Matthew Gray Goobler. Goobler. Uh, uh, who's on Criminal Minds. Yes. My daughter loves him. Uh, he is 43 years old today. He, yeah, uh, he was, uh, he must know someone in the area because I was doing an appearance at Penhurst Asylum and uh, somebody there who worked there said, yeah, that guy, he was here last week. The Goobler? What? Yeah, they, we were just, for some reason, that came up in conversation. And he was recognized by a few people. The Goobster was there. What? Yeah. Oh, Guess who's just here? Goobster! I don't know why, but uh, I think he might have been dating somebody from the area or something like that. But anyhow, he was at Penhurst Asylum. Well, he's welcome to they come have in a little, here. They have a little plaque there. Yeah, Goobster was yeah, here. The, the Goobster was here. <laughs> so he is uh, 43 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, who was the first president to appoint an African-American to the United States Supreme Court? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Matt to see if we can get an answer. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Yoo-hoo. 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 All right, Matt, which president was the first to appoint an African-American to the U.S. Supreme Court? That would be LBJ. LBJ. Hey. Lyndon Baines Johnson. But see if you can't leave me about an age from the where the zipper uh, ends round uh, under my back of my bunghole. That was the uh, announcement. That's how he announced Thur- Thurgood Marshall. Where your nuts hang. It's always a little too tight. Just want to remind everybody that uh, we're nut. Your nuts are in your bunghole while your your butthole stinks. <laughs> we're here for a whole other reason. <laughs> Thurgood Marshall, 
uh, was uh, appointed on June 13th, 1967 to the Supreme Court for tolling, uh, following the retirement of Justice Thomas. Historical moment, but my, my hair <laughs> slacks are jammed up my butthole. <laughs> I know you know your butt hair's yeah. under there. No, it's wild and tangled up. Jingleberries pulling <laughs> on the fabric and ripping on your butthole. Huh? Yeah, and then I, I wiped too hard this morning. I got <laughs> blood and then poop on the toilet paper. It's out wrapped around my, kind of impacting my butthole. <laughs> Sir, please. He was known to sit on the toilet yeah. and have other people around D- while he would dis- meetings. while he would discuss yeah. b- United States business yeah. while taking a dump. Yeah. That was that I was mean, LBJ, dude, man. Even when he was wiping, because that's when I feel the most uh, he, he had no he had no barriers. <laughs> that's uh, when you feel most vulnerable. I think yeah. in the right stuff, he's he's depicted. Um, you know, he's he was a kind of a he had we yeah tons he was, of quirks. He was he was, yeah. he was a southern fellow. Yeah. All right, anyhow. Uh, we are going to set up uh, Matt with a $50 Metro Diner dining card now serving new stacked sandwiches. You can bite into Metro Diner's latest crispy fried chicken and shrimp po' boy layered with fresh lettuce, tomato, and chipotle ranch served on a hoagie roll. LBJ would love that. Let's like, see if you can't believe me about it. An inch from the, where the zipper yeah. uh, ends around uh, yeah. under my back, back to my, my bunghole. Bung <laughs> Sitting president of the United States. Visit MetroDiner.com. All right, we're going to start with uh, Cara Delevingne. She revealed to Vogue that the unflattering paparazzi images actually helped put her on the path to sobriety. So paparazzi are good. They're doing good things out there. She told the outlet that uh, photos of her looking disheveled and uh, acting erratic following a trip to Burning Man last September were a wake-up call to her. Uh, She said, I hadn't slept. I was not okay. It's heartbreaking because I thought I was having fun, but at some point it was like, okay, I don't look well. <laughs> and she said, you know, sometimes you need a reality check. So in a way, those pictures were something to be grateful for. I'm glad to hear this because mm-hmm. I really kind of liked her in Only Murders in the Building, right? Mm-hmm. And she had a really good run on that show. And I, I she appears in things. And I'm like, hey, I, I kind of like her. I think she's good. So, so it's in- sad to see her that way. This interview was conducted in late January. And she confessed that she was uh, four months sober after going to rehab last year. And she credits her recovery to a 12-step program. Uh, she said, before I was able to, uh, before I was always into the quick fix of healing, going to week-long retreats right. or to a course for trauma, say, and that helped for a minute, but it didn't ever really get to the nitty-gritty, the deeper stuff. This time I realized that uh, 12-step treatment was the best thing, and it was about being, uh, not about not being ashamed of that. The community made a huge difference. The opposite of addiction is connection. She said that her when she's in the best state of mind, there's more than a couple of inches of fabric between her vagina and her butthole. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, and that seems to be a going theme here. She said, and I really found that in a 12-step. I have a question. Is uh, When you hear 12-step program, is that AA or are there other 12-step programs? Well, it's usually Does like anyone know? any sort of an anonymous meeting, AA, NA. Yeah, that's, I mean, when you're talking about recovery like that, that's what you're usually referring to. But, you know, the, there, the original step off was AA, yes, right? For well, the 12 here's steps. The deal. There are certain traditions within these groups yeah. that, you know, um, they, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a group of like attract, attraction rather than promotion. Right. So hmm. rather than her saying, I go to this specific group, she's following the traditions of said group, right. uh, you know, rather than just promoting it. Do you know what I mean? Kinda. So they, uh, they, they, Because they, some people will say, yeah, I'm going to AA, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, I don't know. Like, listen, I, I uh, 
subscribe to the same thing. But there's a part of the tradition that says, you know, at the level of press radio and film. It's like Fight Club. Well, it's like. I don't know. They do. I was just curious. It's uh, yeah, no big yeah, yeah. deal. I mean, no. I, I, di- I didn't know if there are other programs than AA and NA that no, are No, when you're talking 12 about 12 step. step, you're talking about it. Okay, the thank anonymous. you. Right. Connor pulled Got up it. a list of, uh, of programs that share 12 steps. Okay, yeah. yeah. And they all have anonymous in their, yep. uh, in their names. Okay. Uh, Sharon Stone is looking back on the emotional toll that her role in Basic Instinct had on her life as mom. Uh, the actress opened up about the aftereffects of the 1992 film, which included losing custody of her son. I never heard about oh. this. I saw no. this in the article. I'm like, wow, what the hell prompted that? She said, I lost custody of my child. When the judge asked my child, my tiny little boy, do you know your mother makes sex movies? What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She, Wait, yeah. how old was the kid? I don't know at the time, Kath. Um, but he said, she said, little boy. She said, this kind of abuse by the system... That is what uh, considered what uh, what that wait that it that it was considered what kind of parent I was because I made that movie. Uh, people are walking around with no clothes on at all on regular TV now, and you saw maybe like a sixteenth of a second of possible nudity of me, and I lost custody of my child. That was a mainstream movie yeah. with it, and, and that was the big money shot. No, yeah. no pun intended. That was what the the movie was selling. Everyone wanted to see that that scene where she crosses her legs, yeah. but it was nothing. Yeah, uh, she is a mom to sons uh, Quinn, Laird, and Roan. That are their names. Uh, and she went on to note that it physically broke her heart to lose custody of her child. She said, I ended up in the Mayo Clinic with extra heartbeats in the upper and lower chambers of oh. my heart. Mm. It broke my heart, she said. Uh, and this isn't the first time that she has spoken about the difficulties of working on Basic Instinct. She spoke to the New Yorker for an interview last year in which she recalled how making the film was taking a toll on everybody. She said, Paul Verhoeven... The director ended up in the hospital. His sinus, he had a rupture in his sinuses, and he couldn't stop having a nosebleed. She said there was tremendous pressure on that set. Uh, she says, but going back to the uh, the sex part, she goes, now people walk around showing their penises on Netflix. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But in the old days, we were doing, what we were doing was very new. This was a feature film for a major studio, and we had nudity, sex, homosexuality, all these things that in my era era were breaking norms and apparent, apparently it helped contribute to her losing custody of her son. So the movie that makes her career yeah. gets insane. her effed up. Yeah, it is pretty wild. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't know all that went down. I, I don't, was it because did her ex-husband or I'm thinking, daddy I don't know the in? nature of the custody issue. I I'm don't thinking know that's that. an element and I'm thinking that was used as a an arrow in the quiver right. in the, for her in that custody battle. That's what I'm kind of remembering but I'm not sure. But when was a, that? Mo- when was that movie made? Ninety-one. So uh, it's it's a look. Right. Oh, sorry. No, I'm just, I was I was trying to figure out how old the kid was. Yeah, I'm just I'm. It just kind of shows the how sensibilities change over time. You know what? There where was, we were and where we are. There was a time before the Hayes Commission came in. If you watch Mr. Skin's movie on nudity in 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 the cinema and the history of movies. Where they were showing nudity, you can look at some of the earlier Tarzan movies, mm-hmm. and you can see Jane's naked in the in the water. Uh-huh. And then the Hayes Commission stepped in, right. and then clamped down as a reaction to that. But like Joan Crawford started in in nudie films yeah. and stuff like that. That was quite common. Yeah. So it, it was almost like cyclical. But I remember this was this set off that whole. Like body heat, movies like that that were all like really sort of pushing the boundaries. And right. But the, now this wouldn't pass as an after school special. Yeah, right. Oh my god, I got you remember um, the after school special. Mom, look at my beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, I never got grounded as a kid. Uh, I can count 
the times I ever got grounded. Uh, the basic instinct was one of the reasons I got grounded really? as a teenager. My mom told me I was not allowed to watch the movie. Uh, and my friend Bobby, who I'm still friends with today, brought the movie over on VHS. <laughs> and um, growing up, we had an apartment that was attached to our house. We, my parents changed a part of our house uh, and, and rented it out to some family and friends. And nobody was living there at the time. And so we went into the apartment and we watched Basic Instinct. <gasps> and my mom found out, I think because we left the VHS in the, the you idiot i know I, I think that's what it was uh, but yeah, totally got busted in there yeah. and got grounded because she you know yes uncrossed un- her legs question had your mom seen the movie i have no idea Preston. Okay. i don't know i just know i was not allowed to watch by the it. way the, yeah. it is like a, a second of a flap seriously yeah. this, and yeah, that's it, it. yeah and, and a, and a lot of it is left to the imagination yeah like you don't flat out see you know, it's it's yeah. like we're like, did I just see that? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I tried to explain that to my mom after watching the movie. Like, it, ma, it wasn't that big of a deal. But you guys, you guys know my mom. I, I had to go to mom. church every day that week. Ma'am, could you put your legs together? <laughs> All right. So here's the follow up on a uh, story we had yesterday, and we were totally right about this. Kevin Hart announced his latest project, Celebrity Prank Wars, <laughs> yesterday, following yeah. a viral bit joking about Nick Cannon and the various women who. Our mothers to his children in the show, which premieres on April 6th. We'll see the duo, both of them are in on this, taking their friendly feud up a notch uh, with Hart and Cannon branching out to also include some of their famous friends. Uh, episodes will see stars planning, this is according to the show, planning and perpetrating some of the wildest and most viral pranks on each other. So it's, it's punked for celebrities against yes. each other. Yep. So co-host Cannon and Hart will be selecting the winner of each prank war and each Prank is expected to be more elaborate than the next. In the show, celebrity participants will include Anthony Anderson, Brie Bella, Nikki Bella, Lil Duvall, Big E, Fantasia, Tiffany Haddish, Taraji P. Henson, uh, Lil John, Coffee Kingston, Ludacris, Joel McHale, uh, Killer Mike, Chance the Rapper, T-Pain, Robin Thicke, T.I., and Xavier Woods. Uh, so they're going after friends of theirs. Yes, clearly. They're going to try and draw them in and prank them. So we'll see if it's got legs. Could be fun. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Lady Gaga will not be performing at the Oscars this weekend. What? Uh, Glenn Weiss, one of the show's executive producers, explained uh, to the press on Wednesday. What the f- is this? Uh, she's busy making a movie. Oh, she's making uh, Joker 2, right? Uh, pr- I, that's uh, yeah, probably what yeah. she's working on, yeah. And she couldn't give her performance uh, the time and commitment that it would need to meet her the expectations. Is that? Uh, she upset. is nominated. Of course I am. Gaga's not going to be there, man. Uh, she is nominated for Best Original Song with Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Many Shiloh thought, 2, it's called. Many thought she would be there. Shiloh 2. <laughs> Uh, all five nominees were invited, and she's the only one that can't make it. But, yes, she is working on a Joker Folly Adieu. Uh, and that is coming out in October of next year. So she'll be working on that for a little while. <laughs> Speaking of the Oscars, uh, Goldie Hawn regrets not picking up her Oscar awards in person, or her award in person. Uh, the actress, who was 25 at the time, <clears throat> that she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Cactus Flower, Told Variety that she didn't expect to win. She said, I never got dressed up. I never got to pick up the award, and I regret it. It's something that I look back on now and think uh, it would have been so great to be able to have done that. In fact, she told the other that she never even watched the ceremony until Jimmy Kimmel recently showed her the clip of Fred Astaire announcing her name. And she said, he's my idol, 
and I didn't know he was the one that announced what? my name. She said that she she had, you know, for this, it's funny, because I, I loved her when she came on the scene. She was on Rona Martin's Laughing, a, a, a comedy show from years ago. And then she started to act in uh, in movies like the Sugarland Express, one of Steven Spielberg's early movies. And I, and I just thought she was great. But she admits that she was really, it's funny, this dichotomy exists a lot. You see somebody out in front of a crowd, but she was very shy yeah. and had, you know, issues and, and was very nervous about being up at the Oscars. Yeah, so she regrets not doing that. All right, um, is this old or not? I saw this yesterday. I don't think we reported on this. But is this a Hindenburg story? No, it's oh. a Bam Margera story. Was arrested no, for domestic it's violence. It's new. After a woman reported to police, he kicked her in San Diego, California. Uh, the 43-year-old is accused of kicking a woman in a home in Escondido. I think it's about three supposedly days Supposedly his new girlfriend. It was girlfriend. on Friday. What's that? It's supposedly his new girlfriend. Okay. Uh, Bam was arrested uh, past Thursday on charges of corporal injury to a current or former spouse, uh, cohabitant, dating partner, or fellow parent is how they uh, categorize that. Uh, he was taken to the Vista detention facility where he spent the night. He was released on Friday to await for trial after posting $50,000 bail. Wow. And he's not with... Steve-O is currently touring Australia, and he's not with Steve-O. Yeah, he okay. was only with him for a few shows. Steve seems I like think- he kind of gave up on him a little bit. Steve-O, yeah. I mean... He, yeah. he may tr- have had tried to. tried, and, yeah. and then, and, you know, and then he keeps keeps up with this. It's such a shame. You remember he issued that statement. He said, I, I, he basically said, I have to disconnect now. I've, tr- I've literally I've tried. tried everything. And didn't yeah. he say something? the effect of like, he's just afraid he's gonna you know find out that he's dead one day. yeah he yeah. doesn't want to be there for that i'm very afraid that steve was right yeah, yeah. yeah so. you know that we were, we were talking about you know uh alcohol anonymous narcotics anonymous a little bit ago um and uh, last night i did an event and there were some people talking about addiction and one of the girls said um you can't ever force somebody or you know even help somebody it, it's up to them to make the decision mm-hmm. that this is what they want to do, and this is what they have to do. And you you can't really do much except support them when they decide it's time. I yeah, think you, you should can... run a program, Kathy, and ma- instead of 12 <laughs> steps, 12 activities. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. that could be, like, part of the, like, the right? recovery. You know what I mean? Like, we, 12 we'll keep activities them busy. recovery. Yeah, we'll oh keep them God. busy, and we'll go do activities. Okay. 12 activities recovery. We started Floral and Artie. Yeah. <laughs> There he started to and end we there. could make little like succulent plants, and we could put them. Yeah, ooh. and that'll it, work. Listen, that'll it, work. if you're if you're distracted by something, that could help. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's kids' uh, royal titles have been revealed. Uh, the couple announced Wednesday that uh, their daughter Lilibet was christened last week as Princess Lilibet. They needed to get this done quickly because the Royal Rumble's next week. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Source told people that although King Charles, Queen Camilla, Prince William, and Kate Middleton were all invited to the event at the Sussex's home in Montecito, California last week, None of them chose. I to can't. Attend. So Direct TV is coming by today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got Wait, to none do. of them. No, so none of them went. No. Um, but I don't understand this. How are they given the title princess if they're not part of the royal family? Yeah, I, I thought know. that wasn't going to happen then. Yeah, I am no. really so sick and tired of of all this <laughs> seriously. crap. Seriously, I mean, no, it, seriously. See, it seemed like such a. Initially, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting," and then there was such a media flood. I'm like, "I'm done." Yeah. But uh, Kathy, I thought that you were right. I thought that they were stripped of their royal titles. Yeah. It might they, be different for their offspring. I guess maybe you're right. Yeah, or yeah. the band, the offspring. Right. Those guys yeah. too. Good band. I have them coming up in music news later. Right. 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 Might have. Might Rise, have. offspring. Yes, <laughs> sir. Offspring, sir. Noodles. I don't, I'm not a follower of the band. I was misinformed. But up next, Mr. Weezer. 
<laughs> Mr. Offspring, Mr. Weezer. Mr. Ello. Oh, that's Ello. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see what else I have here for you. All right, actor Cole Sprouse says... Uh, You're a huge fan. Well, he's from Riverdale. Yes. Uh, Big says, Daddy, right? That's the same guy, right? Yes. What? It's Big Daddy. It's yes. a little kid. Absolutely. Yeah, his I'm brother sorry. as well. Yeah. Both Big Daddy kids are... on what? Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Adam Sandler. Adam oh, the movie yeah. Big Daddy. Oh, he was the kid. Yeah. Bo- okay. he, he and his twin brother played the kid. And yeah. I think he was uh, Ross's son on uh, Friends. Yes. Yeah, they... Paul, and then Brussel is his brother's name? Brussel Sprouse? No? No. Okay. Not really. All right. Uh, All right. Here's, again, you got to give us a dad joke now. I don't have one. Wow. You're, right. you're in a tough place yeah. now, aren't you? <laughs> that was my dad joke. So... <laughs> Cole Sprouse, uh-huh. not Brussels, says he lost his virginity at age fourteen while on family vacation. Wow! Uh, the actor said that uh, the event lasted just twenty seconds, and he said I ended up regretting that experience a little bit because I hadn't made it special at all, and I don't know anything outside. He says of that. it was with Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, is that yeah. really wow? <laughs> All right. It's just interesting that they would hook up. Uh, well, see, he was in the show that you guys were, your, your kids watched. Um, what was the show that it was, it was a Disney? Uh, Sweet Life. Sweet Life, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, on deck. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Emma Hemming Willis is pushing back on fans who say that she's using her husband Brad Willis's uh, frontotemporal dementia diagnosis to get, quote, her five minutes of fame. Oh, calm down. Uh, she said in a video posted on Tuesday, she said, I just saw something about me getting my five minutes, which is great which means that you're listening. So I'm going to take my five minutes and I'm going to turn it into 10 because I'm always going to advocate for my husband. Uh, the 44-year-old vowed to continue to raise awareness around FTD and their caregivers. And no, not the floral company. Right. Yes. But that would be a good crossover. It would be. Hey, The Price is Right is getting a new home after more than 50 years at Television City. Uh, what according- the f- According to Deadline, uh, renovations are forcing the CBS game show to move to Haven Studios when it begins production on season 52. That's an asshole. Later this summer. What's that? No, I'm kidding. So, uh, there's a tradition, obviously, five decades at the same place, but apparently they're going to really up the level of the the production. Yeah. So, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. I honestly used to watch that all the time. I did, too. I'm not home during the day, obviously. But, um... Uh, I, 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 Drew Carey doesn't do it, it for me. He just does not do it. Nope. I'm yeah, sorry. Not as exciting. Yeah. He's not as a um, warm as a host yeah. as, as Bob was. Bob's the all-time great. Actually, I went uh, to a, a filming of uh, the the, uh, the Price is Right. You would be surprised, as you would almost any yeah. television show production you go to, about how small it is. Right. Always. Uh, they, you know, they really make it look big. And, it, and it's cool how they do that. But I, I remember walking in going... What? Wow, this is it? When I went to the Tonight Show taping out in uh, California, and Leno was hosting at the time, and you, you walk in, you go, Jesus Christ, this yeah. is like half the size I thought it was. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, a couple more quick things, and we got to take a break. Um, House of the Dragon Season 2 will have even more dragons. According to the Hollywood Reporter, series creator Ryan Condal promised five new dragons. What? More house, recent, more dragon. At a recent uh, screening in Los Angeles. So if you wanted more dragons, you're going to get them. What if you wanted less? Um, then you're screwed. This is not for you. All right, and then finally, History Channel announced Wednesday that it will. Uh, it has documentaries lined up with big names like Kevin Costner, Bradley Cooper, Morgan Freeman, Michael Imperioli, and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, these include Costner's uh, The West uh, from Bradley Cooper is FDR. 
Uh, and then you have uh, Black Patriots, the 761st Battalion from Freeman. And then five families from Imperioli, and uh, Dan Aykroyd will have a doc called The Unbelievable. So is Imperioli's the five mafia families? I assume so. And with Dan Aykroyd, The Unbelievable, I yeah, assume that's going to be UFO, UFO, paranormal stuff. So, yeah. You know who's doing cool. a good series? Pierce Brosnan is doing a great series. I think it's on the History Channel about uh, the great thefts, and they... Um, the first episode was the Lufthansa heist behind that we all know from Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. 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 All right, let's roll the clips. Here we go. Actors and actresses love having the privacy of their own home, but that isn't the case for actress Peyton List. Here, the School Spirit star discusses living on her own. I'm right now in an apartment building for filming. And seeing the people in the lobby is so exciting. Or seeing people on the elevator. I'm so used to being so alone and isolated um, back home that I'm, it, I think it's boosting my serotonin. Shut the f*** up! School Spirits <laughs> is out today. That's on Paramount+. Plus. Here's the next clip for you. Champions is the newest sentimental movie that Woody Harrelson adding to his resume. In this clip, he talks about the filming process. To just throw things out and see how it goes, it just kind of freaked me. I didn't sleep. Then I went in there, I meet these guys, and they are just awesome. I don't give a f***. Champions is in theaters on Friday. And Caitlin Olsen is in that next? Yeah, she's the co-star. She looks really awesome. good, too. Good I mean, it's a, uh, what is it? Like, it's, I think it's a sort of a special Olympics thing. If I'm, am I mishearing that? Yeah, or? special needs kids right. need a coach. He's a, he's a coach of, like, another team that uh, fails. And so he gets hired to coach these kids. Awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to mention something. A group of people that have helped us out uh, regularly have an event that's coming up. It's a Lower Marion Comedy Night which is benefiting the Union Fire Association. Ah. Uh, these are the guys that have helped us out with uh, a bunch of events. Casey's Big Adventure, Send Off, uh, the Dumpster Pool that we've yes. done here. <laughs> uh, so we're more than happy to mention this. Saturday, March 18th, uh, the Station 28 Fire Hall will transform into a club with performances by Jimmy Schubert, oh. uh, Latisse, and host uh, Kirk Gardner. Uh, Showtime's 8 p.m. It's BYOB. It's a comedy event. It's intended for mature audiences. Uh, tickets start at 25 bucks and are available through the link on the Union Fire Association Facebook page. And we also have it posted on PrestonandSteve.com. Very cool. So it should be a fun night and helping out with those guys. We're more than happy to get the word out. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Mr. Skin's going to be on the program this morning. The Anatomy Awards as we get close to the Academy Awards. And we have other things going on, too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. It's been over six years since Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band appeared live in their home away from home, the city of brotherly love. Join WMMR as we count down to their March 16th return by looking at the band's unique relationship with the city and this station. Each day between now and show day, we'll relive shared highlights at 11 a.m., 4, and 8 p.m. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band back for their long overdue return to the streets of Philadelphia. Hey, there was a, uh, Nick pointed this out to me yesterday, and it was um, at a Flyers game, it was uh, Tony D. Angelo for the Flyers. Uh, there was a, uh, a stoppage in play. I don't know exactly what happened leading up to this moment. Uh, so JVR had sort of gotten knocked into the goalie. Uh, the Flyers were losing at this point, and um, the game was nearing its completion. Okay. And so they're standing around. There's uh, referees are trying to sort things out. And uh, Tony D'Angelo <laughs> of the Flyers skates over. He's upset. 
and he takes his stick <laughs> and he spears a guy on the lightning, Corey Perry, right in the nuts. And I mean, like he went right at it. Yeah, it was like blatant. There's not two ways about just it. Just walks up and just goes, yeah. bang, right to the boys, um, which is hilarious because he plays for us, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If it were the other way around, I'd probably be outraged. <laughs> yeah. But it I mean, was... he came to camp out for hunger. For He's got to be a great yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, of course. He had a charitable. good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, what, did he hit what he was aiming for? Do we well, know that? Oh, yeah, says, I think so. He says he didn't. He, he said in, a, in an interview last night, and he got suspended, so he's going to be uh, missing two games, but he said, I wasn't oh, looking... And now they're on a roll, Nick. Well, I know. He said, I wasn't looking for it to go there. Okay. Well, it went there. Uh-huh. Well, it went there. Uh-huh. He went there. Uh-huh. Um, oh, my balls. Which, uh, you know, I uh, when in my day and age, in my my, my younger days, the, the, the you know, teens and all that stuff, um, getting somebody... Hitting them in the balls was forbidden. Cheap, cheap shot. Yes, exactly. However, now, in this case, Preston, they're wearing, obviously, proper equipment. You got a cup on, yeah. sure. But still, you can catch something well, the you, wrong if way. If you move everything back, it's going to hurt. But uh, I was curious if that is still the rule. Because, like, we didn't even do... You know, like ball taps and no. stuff like that. That was more like your era, Casey. Yeah, uh, uh, like like it, it was it was a no go. But you, no, did you guys not do even that? ball taps. Nope. Uh-uh. Man, you guys no, sucked in no. the eighties. I know. I know. When I was a kid, we were dunking people for being witches. No, no it was yeah. uh, no ball taps and purple nurples were were well, fine. purple nurples and things like yeah. that. But you stayed away from the boys. It was it was considered forbidden. Uh, uh, yes, it was just considered bad cricket. Absolutely. But it wasn't, it also wasn't something you, uh, I, I think was accepted. You had to be like re- really close to somebody in order to be able to sure. get away with a ball tap. If you not tap yeah. someone you didn't know, yeah. uh, you, you, or somebody you're that was a out. fringe friend, that was, yeah. that those were, you know. Or a business partner of your dad's. But, yeah. but listen, if you're, if you're in an actual brawl, a yeah. fight <laughs> fight where there's, you know, anger and, and something serious could happen. Uh, it's a viable target. It's what, I think they, so. it's what they call a soft target. But listen, you have to assume that whoever you're fighting is trying to kill you. Well, right. it's a different. There are different <laughs> fights. Like yeah. if it's an after-school fight. Right. I think it would have it would have been frowned upon. Oh, oh yeah, you would have been made fun of. Someone attacks you in an alleyway, you rip yeah. their nuts off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it um, just seems stupid. Like you know, I don't know what it feels like, but uh, from everything I've ever you know learned or heard, it it's. It can be like dangerous too. Like why oh, yeah. do that? It just ain't fun. Tell it that's just off the table altogether. Yeah, it can be dangerous. It's funny how your nuts seem hardwired to your stomach because it will make you yeah. sick to your stomach mm-hmm. yeah. instantly. Yeah, without question. Yeah. So is is what Tony D'Angelo did? Is it cool? I think like, he's cool. Does, does, oh, no, I mean, like does, Fonzie, yeah. Does, no, no, no. Does it, pa- like, are, are we okay with this or is it like, is it a dick move? Well, as as, hey! as, as Preston said. We have to do the right thing and look the other way and surrender all honesty. Yeah. And then celebrate because he's on our team. No, I think it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and I think he should have been suspended. That's stupid. Do we give him the benefit of the doubt when he says he was not trying to do that? Yeah, totally. If, If he didn't actually mean to hit him there... Fine, okay, and and I get that there's fighting in the game. I just think that that's a low blow. And it's, any, it's any really dumb. It's You're an adult. Yeah, it's literally a low blow. Yeah, and Kath, like I wish I believed him. I just don't like the way yeah. that his stick comes in. It, it looks like he's aiming for Corey Perry's nuts, and he <laughs> connects. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean, apparently, like uh, you know, Corey Perry's a bit of a, a, a bitch out on the ice, and, and then you know, he's a, he's one of the guys that yaps at all the other players. But as soon as it happened, Kathy, I don't know if you saw the footage. All five lightning that were on the ice went after Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were like, hey, what yeah. the hell? 
I was telling Nick the uh, the, the looks on their faces are like, ooh, <laughs> what did you just do? <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. It led to a full on brawl. They yeah. all went after him, uh, but because uh, it was definitely as cheap as you can get. But uh, so we haven't done this in a long time. But um, worst uh, injury in that area that you oh, personally have ever I experienced? I, I think I beat all of you guys. Really? Yeah, because I was on a trampoline, and what happened was I got double jumped. So that means okay. like you jump and then somebody else jumps right before you, right before you, and, and it springs you. you, and you have no control over anything. Yeah. And and so we weren't trying to double jump me; we just did double jump me, and that sprung me really, really high up, and I came went straight up. I don't even know, maybe a thousand feet, Steve, and then I came down and uh, and a thousand my, feet, yeah, that one exactly one thousand feet in the air, and it came directly down on the bars. I straddled the bar, went right down on my nuts. So you're like a hundred stories up. I was a hundred. <laughs> I was about as a little bit higher than the Empire State Building. <laughs> hey, okay, I want to ask you this. I, I don't know how this is even possible. And Kathy, we would have to. I'd have to find a, sh- a video to you and show you that this indeed does exist. There are fetishes. There are people oh, man. that like to get punched and kicked. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, full on naked. This is not CGI of any type. That's what they get off and on. How can they possibly handle that pain? I'll go you one more. You know there are guys who like to have women in stiletto heels. Step yeah. on Stand on their nutsack. It's crazy. And I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I've seen these videos going. What? Uh, uh, yeah. How did you? Yeah. Oh. Guys gotta have a hobby. Oh my god! <laughs> you ever had? Um... <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had bruising down there? No. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I had that once, and it's just. Um, I, I, it was like a uh, uh, knee to the groin. It was not a knee to the balls. It was a knee to <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never think of that sound differently. Right. Um, so was it was it it was a, it was a pronounced bruise? Yes, yeah, Steve. It was to the left of of my balls. Yeah, and um, but it, it <laughs> and like just above Albuquerque, right? <laughs> um, but it it swelled up that whole area. Oh, that sucks. And it just was like, and so Casey afterwards, everything was tender, you yeah. know, and it, like you couldn't really walk properly. So right. so I didn't receive a a a punch in the nuts or when I had my prostate removed, my uh, my whole genital area looked yeah. like an eggplant. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. And it, it was it, it didn't look, it wasn't really sore. It's just where the blood was coagulating, sure, yeah, right. and then it reabsorbed back into the body. Now, right. when I was in eighth grade, Nick, there was a girl that I went to school with who I guess she just didn't even realize like what she was doing, but she. And for no reason, like unprompted. It's not like I was like, hey, you bitch, you know, like I was just standing there at a party. Hey, you bitch. <laughs> You're in the second grade. She just decided hey, to kick me in the balls because she thought it was going to be funny. Oh, my God. And I was like, I, I didn't even know it was coming. I was just standing there um, and she was like, Bug, boom. And I was like, no. Casey. Why? Casey. Yeah. In her defense, it was probably hilarious. It probably was hilarious. <laughs> That's that a funny, it's a funny thing, Preston. <laughs> we are immediately connected to the graphic pain of it. Yeah. But I would find it funny yeah. seeing another guy get wailed in the nuts. Uh, Wait, not this, me. Watching this watching video, this. Like, oh. I, I'm like, I know that Corey Perry is in pain. I don't like Corey Perry. But when I watch all the other guys react to what I, I laugh. If it wasn't funny... America's home videos wouldn't exist. Exactly. Dude, every Sunday yes. I laugh at every nut shot, and my favorite are the pinata mishaps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so good. Great.
The T-ball ones oh, are great. Oh, the golf are ones are great. <laughs> you just, you know. Because you know. Soccer ball ones are great. I think what happens in the, in the progression, which makes it so funny, yeah. is that you know... And I, when I have gotten hit in the nuts, we all have. You get hit in the nuts, and there's a pause. Yeah, there's like a there's well, the, the calm before what? the storm. There, there's an immediate reaction. There's a double yeah. over reaction because you just, uh, you know, instinctively you you react to that, yeah. and and that's the oh yeah. And then hang, and then, then the wait. pause, and then it's like oh, and then this the 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 vomit inducing feelings. Yeah, but you're, the pause is like okay, hang on a second. I know this hurts, but. Is the other pain coming? The <laughs> cramp. The yeah. cramp coming. Is that coming? Yeah. Do we do we avoid? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> there it is. Uh, there it is. We have an expert who can speak oh, is that right? on such things. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in from Penn Medicine and Fox 29, Dr. Mike Serigliano. Hey! Dr. Mike. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you, so as comical as it is, I used to play ice hockey. And and um, uh, the the bottom line is you, you never, never do anything like that. And, and, and when I see stuff like this with professionals, it really bothers me because kids emulate professionals. So that's number one. But but I'm calling from a medical point of view. Now, I've never heard of a hockey player ever not wearing a cup yeah. uh, and protection down there. So hopefully, I can't imagine. Imagine he wasn't wearing protection. But that being said, when you get hit, and since we're talking about testicular injuries, right. uh, uh, you can have ruptures, you can bleed, you can have uh, all kinds of significant problems uh, uh, that require further evaluation. You need an ultrasound, uh, uh, you know, check a urine to see if there's blood in the urine, all, all of that. And, Mike. Um, you know, this is just one of those, it's almost like road rage. You know, the, everybody was just all. <laughs> riled up, and, and you can't do that. You have to control yourself. So, Mike, you know, you, you're a hockey guy. You're a fan. You played. You, you know, you know, uh, you knew players associated with the team and, and so on. Have you ever seen an injury post-injury, like right after it's happened? Have you ever seen something happen down there where you're like, oh, my God? Well, I've seen people get hit by a puck down there. Uh, and and I, I've certainly had patients over the last 30 years. I had a gentleman who unfortunately um, straddled a fence after a window out of a window uh and and so that led to uh, significant numbers of surgical repairs and oh. things but uh you know this can lead to to long lasting problems uh you you i mean it can affect you not only medically but sexually there's there's a lot and, of and what about the the permanent falsetto that'll occur after well <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I've never witnessed that. But I mean, the, the bottom line is that uh, this this was a serious incident, and and like uh, I, like Kathy said, I mean, uh, look, uh, professionals uh, uh, are, are professionals, yeah. and that's the way it should be. Um, and you need to to not because you set an example for for kids everywhere. No, that's and, true. But I, I have to ask, outside of the medical degree, and obviously you're you're a healer and you're concerned with the human condition. Have you yourself ever laughed at a ball hit? 
Well, I think we all do. Like, you, you, you know, America's funniest videos. Yes, there's something funny about it. It's not funny for the participants. No. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and we all uh, uh, that have that sort of equipment uh, have had close calls. I remember when I was a kid, I, I took a foot down there uh, playing soccer or something. And uh, uh, it's it's not fun. No, no, no. Yeah, but we, you, you're, you're right. You, you got to set an example if you're a professional athlete. And Could it? Could it kill you if, uh, if, if uh, you know, you were hit too hard there? Well, certainly if you had severe trauma, right. uh, you could bleed out. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I've never seen that, but I'm sure urologists have seen cases where sure. uh, there is a, a, a severe trauma uh, down there. If the other guy's and, wearing snowshoes. Well, I <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Bobbitt incident comes to mind. Oh, yeah. Yes. Bobbitt. Uh, you know. Yeah. He went on to be a porn star. He yeah, did. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> well, the modern technology. And it's amazing. <laughs> All right. Medicine works. Dr. Mike, we love you. We love you. Thanks for the call. We'll see you. Dr. Right. Mike Serigliano yeah. on... Uh, our program once again. I love it. All right. Uh, obviously, calls are coming in. Yes. So uh, I, I, there are several really good ones here. Uh, let's go to Chad, first of all. Hey, Chad, good morning. Chad, you are on the air, buddy. Are you there? Nope. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, I heard him for just a second yep. there. I heard a little blip. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> He's got a bad signal. Hey. Oh, there hey. we go. Yeah, how are you? Good. What's up, Chad? Hey, so um, I, I uh, in my younger years, I was playing paintball and... Uh, was not wearing a cup. Got uh, got shot down there, oh. and uh, subsequently, um, it turned black. Uh, <laughs> you, you're not turned black. It turned black. Um, my uh, my friends referred to it as the hairy eggplant, and um, <laughs> and then uh, I had to go. And I'm 13, 14 years old at the time, and uh, had to go for an ultrasound that Dr. Mike just mentioned, wow. and ended up um, laying there on a table with this pretty cute. Uh, um, it's always that technician. way. Yep. And, and you're, you're sitting there, and she has to do an ultrasound of my nut sack. So mm. <laughs> laying there as a 14-year-old, you're like, oh, my God, please make this end. But We're... it all turned out okay, and, and both are working properly. I all know. right. Very good. For you. But how, uh, pain, pain level, where would you rank that? Oh, my God. I, I don't even – there's not a scale. There's not a scale. What okay. compelled yeah, you to not wear a cup playing paintball? Kid. I, yeah, I was a kid. I, yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Like, you just went out in your, in your camouflage fatigues and, yeah. with your hey. and we're shooting each other. Let me wear this protective gear, except on my balls. All right, yeah. thanks, yeah. Chad. Ow, man, right. that would, yeah. You, you've been shot by a paintball? Oh, God, yeah. It yeah. freaking hurts. Yeah. Uh, that would be very nasty. You've been shot by, like, a thousand paintballs? Everybody, <laughs> that ever happened to anybody? <laughs> Casey has. Oh, that was okay. one of my favorite Kill Casey stunts <laughs> of all time. We shot him with a thousand paintballs. Oh, they were so good. Uh, let me see. There was... Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going I'm to save uh, Alex for just a moment because <laughs> that one's pretty intense. But we'll go to uh, John. There's a couple of these up here. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How's it going, guys? Good, man. What's up? So, I was about 13 or... Ah, uh, man, it's a good story, too. John, start over again, if you could, please. It's a bad signal we have on your phone. Nope, we lost them all together. No. Uh, poured boiling water into a pitcher. It exploded, got second and third oh. degree My burns God. on his uh, scrotum. So how you would have to wear a kilt for like a month. And third degree is permanent scarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got that for life. Now uh, it looks all wrinkled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he would have to explain that yeah. to someone if, if he was meeting a, a new romantic partner. Yeah. 
You know, at what point do you share that information? You're going to notice that my balls look wrinkled. No, it, it, you would have um, you would have the discoloration that yeah, would occur. Yeah, or yeah. maybe it, it could be misshapen or something like that. But I, I don't know. All right, yeah. Now I'm going to go to Alex because this one this will be tough to beat. Hi, Alex. You are on the air. Hi. Good morning, guys. Can good you hear morning. Me? What's yeah. The, yeah, we can hear you. What's up, bud? Awesome. Awesome. I uh, just got to be really quick here. I'm walking my train. Uh, so a little backstory. I am a lifeguard in Avalon, New Jersey. Um, <clears throat> past couple of years, I worked with this guy, Austin. And uh, <clears throat> he went down for spring break to Miami, Florida. And uh, as you guys know, Florida has a lot of sharks. Yes. So he was kind of bathing around, uh, I guess, an area that there was like a bunch of people throwing stuff off of the back of a boat. No. And uh, noticed that he had a lot of pain in that crotch area. Um, and when he got out of the out of the ocean, he realized he actually got bit. Uh, which, uh, when he went to the ER, they said that he got bit by a bull shark. A bull, uh, wait a minute! Right, so wait, 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 wait! Bull wait. sharks are the deadliest sharks in the ocean, uh, surpassing yeah. great white sharks. So, how do you get bit by a bull shark? And not know and it. Not know it. I, I I do not know. I was not with him at the time, uh, but I did see the scar the next summer, and uh, I got to say, it was it was pretty gnarly. I'm going to tell you what happened, Alex. He gave the shark some money to do a little mouth love on him, <laughs> and things got crazy. I no, think it, your friend is straight up lying. <laughs> straight up straight lying. Up. He, did, right. he did something really <laughs> stupid. And then he 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 has he has morphed it into a shark bite story. You would lose you. Now listen, it's possible it was like a a, a baby, baby bull shark. Bull shark. Uh huh. But I mean, he no, didn't know no, it. No, 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 and no, no, these, no, no. these guys are throwing chum off the back of a boat that where he happens to be swimming. It seems like a long uh, know, way Alex, to go. Wait, how did you end up seeing it, Alex? <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great question. Uh, this, this kid was. Uh... <laughs> He was pretty, like, you know, upfront with that sort of stuff, uh, always just being, like, kind of creepy almost. Um, so yeah, we, we didn't really prompt it. Wow. Uh, but he was like, I, you know, I got a shark bite story. You guys are right, though. You know, now that I think about it, maybe it wasn't a bull shark because um, the, the teeth marks didn't look, you know, as as yeah. wide as one so of So I think it was a bull S. It might have been a baby shark. It might have been a sand, you know, a sand shark. Because a bull shark, literally, if you look at the top of the list, the ones with the most kills, yeah. bull shark. You know what I think was happening? I think he was out fishing one day, uh, and he saw, like, uh, the mouth on a, uh, a snapper yeah. or something like that uh, and thought it would be a good go idea. Yeah. yeah, Or a hooker with braces. Or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is you, are you still friends with this guy? I am. Yes. Yeah. We uh, we we were lifeguards the past three summers in Avalon, so uh, I you know I only see him over the summer typically. But yeah, do do, do us a favor him. if you can convince him to send us uh, um, yeah. some photographic. Uh, I'd love to see what the scars that were left by this bull shark that he was unaware of was chomping on his junk. I'm just <laughs> not. Will do. He's All, front, right. So. All right. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah. Buddy. I mean, you guy would know. If a bull shark was chewing on my balls. Yeah. You guys know my dad was airlifted off of a beach um, after a surfboard uh, went through one of his uh, guys. Balls? Yeah, he, he said it was the worst pain he'd ever felt. He felt as though he went into shock. He didn't really remember much of it. But wow. yeah, they had did, to... it, did it split his, his sack? 
Steve, I didn't get into the details with my with dad, dad about a sack. You didn't um, do any 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 medical work on him. I yeah. did, but but he said that he, the tip of of the surfboard. So it was that old like yeah. heavy oh. you know surfboard, and yeah, he he said it. I mean, it punctured. Wow. All right, so real yeah. quick, you said it was the worst pain. Was this? Did he say this before or after he snapped his femur? Case he, he. That's why we talked about it after he he said that that the uh, the surfboards to the sack was worse. Wow. You and your your dad. It's like Lou. It's like yeah, Lou's yeah, Lou. Yeah, yeah. It is. You get these stories. Oh, by the way, you know, uh, my dad had his uh, yeah. nutsack ripped off by his. Kathy, I only had lifted. pain worse once in my life when Janice Joplin crossed her legs. Wow. Yeah, like, well, impressive. You know, one time Lou called in with some story about the mobsters in New York, and after that, my dad called. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, that guy Lou. I knew those guys he was talking about." <laughs> I was like, "Really?" He goes. Yeah, yeah. Between your dad and Nick's dad being a part of the Manson family. I know. Look together. On a, yes. We haven't heard from Lou for a while, by the way. I was thinking about I, him the I other day. I got an email Oh, did you? Him, actually, Is yeah. he doing okay? Um, yeah. Well, not really. He, he he sent me a shard out, and I'll pass this along. Uh-huh. He said, hey, can you please send a shard uh, to my great nephew, Patrick? He was born on Saturday night, and there were complications. Uh, his parents, Ryan and Megan, have been by his side. Please pray for speedy recovery. Thanks. Who's Lou? So he wants us to send a shard out, if you don't mind. And we hope everybody is going to be okay, please. We love so, Lou. Yeah, we do love Lou. We need to talk to him sometime soon. All right, so I want to go to Nate because he had a burning incident down there like the other caller that we lost. Hi, Nate. You're on the air. Good morning. How are you? Good, buddy. All right, so you burned yourself in that area? Well, not intentionally. Okay. <laughs> Most people don't. What's so, the story? When I was in the fifth grade, school had ended, and we went to um, – we had the uh, Olympic day, and then afterwards I got home, and my mom was having tea. So I'm like, oh, I'll have tea. So I'm swirling the tea bag around, and the tea bag tipped this cup and all over my balls and oh. my stick and berries. <laughs> all right. How bad was the burn? Third degree. Whoa. Third degree. All right, Nate. So I mentioned this earlier. The other caller said he had third degree burns out there. Did it leave permanent scarring? Um, No. Everything's still there. Oh, okay. So. I thought that's what third degree meant. Well, no, like, in the sense of, like, when I got thrown into the hot tub, or, I mean, the bathtub, skin was coming up. Oh, right, oh right, God. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, wow, yeah, that is unpleasant. So, so what? how did you treat it? What did you do for the ensuing days after the burn? I don't remember. I was 10. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, so, like, my uh, there was, like, a little kiddie pool, and my mom just threw me in there. Oh, my God. So right. She's trying to kill you. Kill him. He's not worth living yeah. now. Uh-huh. We're trying to help you. That's why I'm holding you under. Thanks, Nate. Uh, let's see. I want to go to, I, I don't quite understand this one. I want to go to Dave S. Dave, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, Dave. What's up? Uh, so when I was younger, maybe like 15, 16, I was like getting big in the skateboarding and I was trying kickflips when I was yeah. just learning them and the board flipped straight up, and I sat right down on it. Credit card right down the center. Oh, like, okay, I got you. Yeah, it says, did a credit card on my screen. I didn't know exactly what that means. <laughs> uh, I, so I, like, sat right on the on the nose of the board, uh. right, right into my gooch. And, uh, <laughs> oh, gooch. I yes. love the gooch. Yes. Underused term. I'll tell you what, man. You see that constantly, and you see what well, you see a lot of that happen is when the guys try to do oh. the uh, the banister slide on a yes. stairs. Oh. oh my god! Oh. Yeah, yeah, and the the nose was like kind of sharp from being <laughs> worn down, so it pinched and bruised and cut my ball sack. Okay, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Skateboarding has got to be rife 
with well, number one injuries, period, yeah. but nut injuries have to happen quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Between that and oh, bull sharks absolutely. biting your balls, these yeah. are probably the two most common. I would think so. <laughs> uh, and Dave, it uh, you healed nicely after that. Did it take a while? Oh, yeah, I had to stay off the board for a couple of weeks because uh, I couldn't really move my legs too well because wow. everything just hurt. <laughs> did Did you come back cautiously to the board? I mean, were you able to uh, eventually get back to fully doing all the tricks you could do? Yeah, yeah I guess you could say okay. cautiously. I kind of went right back into it. As wow. Well, more we, injuries down the line. You're young, right? You figured go for yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, that other guy probably went back and swam with bull sharks after they bit his balls off. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Appreciate Dave! it. All right. <laughs> Wow! I yeah, I I've never had a never big, bad ne- never had a bad traumatic injury in that region. I had a I was on deck a baseball bat. Somebody was you just swung it back. And the yeah. funny thing is, it's the one sometimes that you wouldn't think. Yeah, like a grazing, right? Yeah, and that does you win. The worst you've d- you've done the the zipper catch, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, but not like yeah. bad bad. Yeah. I just had a little. I had I had a, a blood nick. I had a blood bad. Yeah, oh, dude, that's right. I did that. I was taking a piss at Citizens Bank Park in the bathroom, but I I couldn't believe that I caught it in the zipper. Like, cause I just always thought it was like, yeah. oh, it's a joke. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, don't get. And then it happened to me. I was like, oh, <laughs> I had like an audible scream. Yeah, and I was like, I cannot believe I just did that. So and then you're you're f because how do I extricate myself? Yes. Well, it wasn't stuck in there. It wasn't right. like uh, something about Mary. It just Is that the Frank of the Beans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> both. <laughs> both, I think. <laughs> that scene. Oh my god! <laughs> the Frank of the Beans. The close-up shot of that. Oh yeah. my god! So good. But it was it was so quick. Um, I don't even remember if there was blood or anything like that. But it happened, and I was like, I cannot believe I just did that. Did you have time to scream, Slayer? No, no. <laughs> we should do that again. Uh, all right, let me do one more. Call. So who's been on hold longest? Uh, that is uh, PJ. We'll go to PJ. Hi, PJ. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bud. <laughs> Want to hear about your balls. What's up? <laughs> All right. So um, back in the day, we we're about um, right in fifth grade, you know, right before Jackass came out. Uh-huh. We we're tackling each other through bushes. <laughs> and my buddy tried to tackle me, but he missed me and went into the bush. And the scream was so loud that he had a stick go through his scrotum. Oh, my God. He had a stick oh my God. go through his scrotum from the bush. Wow. And um, my dad comes running out, picks him up, brings him into the, into the bathroom, and his his uh, uh, testicle falls out into the sink. Oh, well, well, that could conceivably, no. if it was, no. if it was, if it was no. ripped enough, right? No. No way. I don't know. I believe the shark story more. I believe it. No. I, believe more. it. no. I, oh, I absolutely <laughs> believe it. I don't think he means it fell out and rolled around in right. the sink, Kathy. And he was doing like a, like a roulette wheel. <laughs> I'll call my dad right now and get him more. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll tell you. <laughs> so, so it, it came out, it was exposed. Uh, okay. and, oh. Oh, yeah, and it, from from that day on, it looked like a deflated balloon. Wow. <laughs> you saw it several times after that? That's yeah, harsh. various functions and, yeah. uh, you know, I, at the Rotary Club. Thank you, PJ. By the way, I like the idea of it coming out like a roulette, like a ball on a roulette wheel. <laughs> <laughs> he was just rattling around in the sink. All right, well, 18 red. Wow. Was that a roulette? 
<laughs> Round and round she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, thank you for the stories, I think. Oh, there's a whole bunch of brutals up there still. I know. We're and not going to be able to get you. People calls. vomit their breakfast out. Uh, but this was, uh, we kicked this off uh, because uh, Tony D'Angelo, who we had at the camp out for hunger, by the way, uh, speared Corey Perry of the Lightning. So, you know, Tony's from the Flyers, and it, it was pretty blatant. It looked like, anyway, just full-on bang, jab, <laughs> right, in the, right in the boys. So... Uh, we thought we would, uh, you know, spend some time on that yes. for a little while. But <laughs> thank you for the calls, I think. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Over again, we're going to have actor Jack Champion, who's in the new Scream 6 films, also in the most recent Avatar, the the Pandora movie. He's in Endgame, too. Uh, and we will also have Mr. Skin on the show. We'll be right back. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. You've been making better decisions for your busy family for years. And now, little by little, you're making decisions for yourself. Like snacking a little better, going a little further, sleeping a little deeper. Acme's here to make that journey easier and even more rewarding with their new Sincerely Health platform featuring nutrition plans, prescription reminders, and more. Sign up in the Acme mobile app to earn up to $25 in grocery rewards. Visit acmemarkets.com health for more details. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Files. This morning is brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Got junk, want a gong? Got floors, want them clean? Call J-Dog Junk Removal and J-Dog Carpet Cleaning. Veteran-owned and operated. Started right here in southeastern Pennsylvania. Call 844-GET-J-DOG. Or visit jdog.com. Well, a group of girls rushed to the hospital after playing with a Ouija board ah! at school. See? It's My mom was right. Devil! <laughs> the 28 youngsters passed out what? while using the seance set at uh, Galeris Educational Institution in Columbia. You should have listened to Kathy's mother. <laughs> Uh, they were hospitalized with signs of fainting, anxiety, and other symptoms. I'm going to make you so anxious. The school's directors and concerned teachers accompanied the students to the hospital. Hugo Torres, head of the uh, institution. I'm going to drag you down to hell and make you anxious. Uh, there were 28 possible cases of anxiety in school students. Uh, given the report cases, a series of comments were unleashed on the community that rather than helping to resolve the situation led to confusion and an adverse environment for our work, he said. The school is waiting for the medical reports before uh, providing an update on the incident. You know, a story like this will fuel urban oh, legends yeah. for mm-hmm. decades to come. Of course. So what was supposed to be a dream wedding quickly became a nightmare. 
Video showed two men entering a wedding venue, one waving a gun in the air in the middle of the reception, and guests were seen running and screaming. It was a nightmare. Uh, uh, the incident took place at uh, the Cielo Farms wedding venue. Now, Jonathan Campo, also known as DJ Rich Homie John. Oh, yeah, he's good. Was DJing his cousin's wedding when the disturbance began. He said it all started when a man later identified as 31-year-old Christian Rafart. <laughs> Come yes. on. Yes. Christian Rafart. His fart is in his name. Uh, <clears throat> so he demanded... Uh, that he stopped playing music with about 40 minutes left in their venue booking. Then Campo says that Rafart started grabbing his DJ equipment, which led to an altercation between the two of them. Rafart! He said, when I replayed in my head, I can see the inside of the gun. I can see the shine of the gun. He said Rafart ran outside, returning moments later with a second man, 58-year-old Miguel Rodriguez, wielding a gun and pointing it at Campo. He said, I just remember everything kind of froze and I'm staring down the barrel of a gun. Wow. <clears throat> and he said, Stick your gun in the air like you just don't care. He said, I'm trying to brace myself to get shot by this guy because I really don't know what his intent is, and I don't know why I'm in the situation to begin with. First, um, my last name is Rafart, and now I'm going to get shot. Police arrested both Rodriguez. No, Rafart was the first guy that came in and told him to stop. Oh, Rafart. Oh, so wow. Rodriguez and Rafart were both arrested. Rodriguez, who official says owns the venue, mm. is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And Rafart <laughs> faces charges including battery resisting arrest and violating a probation as well. You know what? It probably sounds like if you were attending that party, it might have been kind of fun to watch. I, it I agree. Down. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so boring otherwise. You would have a story to, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, to share for sure. <laughs> uh, so a woman who allegedly stole an alligator's egg... And she went on to keep the hatched animal as a pet at her home for more than 20 years. Wow. And the eight-foot-long reptile was found by a Texas Parks and Wildlife official in the woman's backyard on Saturday. She did not have the correct permits to legally care for the gator. my baby. Uh, Having... You've grown up. Having uh, stolen the egg from the Animal World and Snake Farm Zoo. The real name is Sandra. Uh, The alligator was kept at the woman's house. In the Austin suburb of Buda, and uh, the game warden. How big did the gay person? Did you uh, say uh, eight feet? Okay, uh, eight feet and change. Jesus. Uh, the warden uh, John Garza said it was very friendly with her. Oh. Uh, American gators are known to inhabit the rivers, marshes, and swamps of the Texas Gulf Coast, and are occasionally sighted in residential areas. But anybody that wants to raise or possess one, or even hunt them, you have to have a permit. Uh, they can be kept for commercial farming or education or research purposes, but not as pets. So they had to take it. She's had it for 20 years. 20 years. I kind of feel bad for her. Even I do, too. So do I. Uh, they, I know it's stupid, but, you, you know, the, the, that's the only home this thing's ever known. And, and she uh, obviously raised it well. It was big. The game warden said she did take it a little bit rough, but she does still have to follow all the rules and regulations in the state. The woman now faces a fine, which could rate, rise up to $1,000. Can she go visit it? Although wardens confirmed the gator was in a healthy condition when it was taken to her from her home and had been well looked after before adding that it had outgrown its surroundings. The thing but, is, if she, if she does go to visit him, someone's going to have to take the phone off and hold it up to the alligator's ear. Uh, so you look good. is now being cared for and rehabilitated at the Animal World and Snake Farm Zoo, its original intended birthplace. So, yeah, maybe she'll be able to get to visit it, Steve. But, Hi, um, how are yeah. you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. A 35-year-old woman was shot in the leg by a Virginia homeowner after she allegedly broke into his house naked and attacked him with a frying pan. 
Paula Michelle Locklear was taken into custody last week. Deputies said they responded to a call on the night of February 26 about a reported shooting at a residence. Upon arriving at the home, first responders located an adult female, later identified as Locklear, suffering from a single gunshot wound to the leg. EMS transported her to a hospital. Uh, the homeowner told investigators he heard a noise in the rear of his house, went down to the kitchen to investigate. When he got there, he observed an unclothed female. Oh, man. Who was him coming in the rear door. Locklear then began hitting him with a cast iron frying pan, <laughs> striking him in the head and hand. The homeowner was able to get Locklear out of the residence and secure the door. Uh, leaving a still-naked Locklear on the back porch where she began turning off all the electrical breakers connected to the home. Wow, she had a plan. She determined. And she's naked and has a plan. Yep. She allegedly started beating on the kitchen window while yelling at the homeowner to get out of her house or she was going to kill him. It's not her house. No. Uh, the homeowner said I'm that so sorry. Locklear then began beating on the same door in which she had already previously made entry, which is when the homeowner discharges firearms, striking her in the leg. We have the same sunset or awnings. That's what confused me. After she was treated, Locklear was transported to a county jail where she's currently being held without bond pending her arraignment. Listen, I want to make this up to you. Why don't you come over to my house and I'll show you my alligator. All right. Last story. Uh, and this one's got a weird ending to it. An exotic wild cat is now being cared for by the Cincinnati Zoo after it was rescued from a Cincinnati neighborhood. Uh, in the early morning hours, uh, dog wardens were called to a report of a leopard being spotted in a tree in a neighborhood in Cincinnati. Uh, dog wardens were able to retrieve the exotic cat named Amory. Uh, so they've trained dogs to become wardens? From the tree, no. And he was uh, brought to the Cincinnati Animal Care for medical treatment. Now, they initially thought the cat was a hybrid F1 Savannah cat, which is legal in Ohio. But DNA testing revealed it is a serval, which oh, yeah. is illegal to own. They're native to Nor- to uh, Africa. They're beautiful animals, uh, but yeah. Amory also tested positive for exposure to cocaine. Oh, oh my god! So the, this is like cocaine bear, but not. Yes. Yeah. A Cincinnati cocaine animal care uh, is not equipped to house wildlife. Uh, Amory was uh, taken to the Cincinnati Zoo. His owner was cooperative in the investigation, and the dog wardens are not pressing charges at this time. Uh, information on how Amory was exposed to cocaine was not available at yeah. this time. So well, I'm sure it's a natural occurrence. Somehow or another, he got his hands on an eight ball and had a party. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't seen it yet, the Cardboard Classic video is available for your viewing at WMMR.com. Uh, it's one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, it's yeah. sensational. Uh, so we want to thank... Uh, everybody involved with that, including Kane Drone Services and uh, Chris K Photography and Justin uh, Turner Photography, because there are photo galleries as well. But go to WMMR.com slash Cardboard Classic. It is so cool. And thank you to Kyle Mack for putting that together. All right. Am I giving something away? Yeah, do that. Uh, I have a case of beer. No. We'll take call number 18, and I'll give you a case of Juiced to Jupiter Tangerine IPA. Ooh, that's new from Fatheads Brewery. Uh, so, 18th caller, uh, it's juice to the max and packed with a punch of tangerine and citrus flavors and aromas. Super juicy out of this world IPA that'll keep you coming back for more. 215-263-WMMR. Be back in a moment. It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from Fishtown, it's Velvet Rouge.
the air every Wednesday at 630 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shops right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I believe I'm going to dust off a character we have not had an appearance from in a long, long time on the President Steve show. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it kicked off with uh, an article that Steve sent me this morning. uh, And I will explain how this ties in. But it is National Barbie Day today. Oh, I loved Barbies. Did you love Barbies? I loved Barbies. Yeah. Like everything about Barbies. My sister loved Barbies. My youngest big, big Barbie fan. Still one of the most lucrative toy lines ever created, correct? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I thought it might be kind of nice to study the history of Barbie and friends. He is a Barbie girl <laughs> in a Barbie world. Mm-hmm. He is the historian. High atop the studios of WMMR exists an extensive collection of materials and libraries and such. Uh, so we have he not... lives in this establishment <laughs> where he scours the books all day and night. We have not securing had... Securing stories that he relays to us. We... These are the... We have not had the historian in a long time. So I will start with Barbie and if we have time, because there's a lot here. Will there be any references to Skip? I have a few other... I think there will be. Skipper? Yes. Skipper. Well, uh, I was better friends with him. <laughs> I think Skipper was a girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was, yeah. 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 All right, the so anyway, the little, right? sis, the little yeah. sister. If I have other, if I have other uh, stories, <laughs> if I have time to get to other stories, I will. But in, in the meantime, we'll begin with this. Uh, so here are some little known things about Barbie. Maybe uh, she it was uh, September 6, nineteen fifty nine, uh, that the idea came to co-founder Ruth Handler, uh, co-founder of Mattel, uh, for the idea and one of the foundational toys of all time. Absolutely. So. Uh, Barbie, <clears throat> by the way, is not actually her name. That's a nickname. Her full name is Barbara Millicent. I knew it. Roberts. <laughs> How did you know that? That's stupid quizzo question. Okay. Man. All right. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, do you know who it was uh, named after? Uh, I believe the guy's daughter. Yes. But yeah. Barbara Handler was her daughter and uh, the son. Is it, is it Ken? Ken? Ken. It no is. kidding. Yes, it is. Wow. So he, both are named after uh, kids. Yeah. Exactly. Did his uh, Did his daughter have a rack like Barbie? Uh, I don't think so. He didn't really comment on that. Uh, you should see time. my daughter's jugs. Boy, the rack on my daughter. Um, you know the the uh, they've talked about how the her the Barbie's original symmetry was. Well, I can skip to that if you want. Yeah, please. Oh. It's part of it's part of the uh, uh, the facts that I have here. Yes, if Barbie were a grown woman, her bust waist. Hip measurements would be an improbable 36, 18, 33. Okay. That's what you right. call uh, Kirby, hourglass ish. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Listen, so, I, you know what, though? Like, it, it was the, I don't care. Like, I mean, and I know that they've changed them, you know, over yeah. the years and stuff like that, but it was just such a. a a toy, like a toy that brings me back to childhood, and sure. I, I didn't look at it like that. I, I get no, what you're and saying, that, but no, no, no. Were you supposed? Like I mean, Kathy, I remember. Like, uh, uh, so uh, uh, my f- the 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 girl in our neighborhood friend cluster, uh, Debbie, uh, she had tons of Barbie dolls, and I mean, the the joy on her face 
you know, was just was just obviously huge. I mean, the, these things were selling the outfits, the 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 the, uh, oh, the clothes closets, changing the, their yeah. cha- oh my, changing their clothes. And Steve, right? It was cl- they came with little hangers. You could yeah. hang them. I had a closet. I had like the big house. I had the I remember the camper was my favorite, and there was a pool on the outside of the camper, and like all of it. It w- and and then when the faux Barbies came out, I remember my mom tried to give me a couple of those, and I was like, Burbies. Yeah, I don't know what this is, but Burbies. I don't I don't want this. They had three appendages. That's a Burby. Doll. <laughs> All right, so according to brand lore, Barbie was officially born on March 9th, 1959, in the fictional uh, the fictional town of Willows, Wisconsin. Ooh, Willows, Wisconsin. She's a Midwest gal. Right. Yeah. Uh, over the years, her siblings uh, for sale have included Skipper. Skipper. Mm-hmm. Now, his sister, right? That's yes. correct, yes. Younger sister. Uh, Stacy, Chelsea, Chrissy, Kelly, Tootie. Caitlin. And Todd. As I well. remember Stacy. I thought there was a there was a PJ in there or something like that because I remember my sister. Yeah. Had those, so um, sounds... I don't know. On the male side, it was that might PJ might have been a friend, not a sister. Okay. You know, uh, was... Marissa, what's that? You're you're uh, gesturing. They uh, at some point in the like late '90s, early 2000s rolled out Barbie's friends, and they made a Marissa with one uh, S. Wow. And it was like the end of the world because Barbie's was like my mom and I. That was our thing. Okay. And named and spelled the way. Spelled okay. my and by the way, one of her siblings eventually went missing. Tootie and Todd were twins, and oh, no. uh, mysteriously, uh, Tootie uh, disappeared in 1971. It's Barbie's murder-suicide kit. Uh, Stacy, who was introduced in 1992, is also Todd's twin to add to the whole twin mystery, but um, we don't know what the story is with Tootie. Yeah. Preston, PJ was Barbie's cousin. Barbie's cousin. Uh, okay. Yes. okay. All right. And, and in the, on the male side, were there more than just Ken? I think there was at some point. I believe so. I'm going to look it up. Yep, I believe there was. There was Ken and Bruce Valanche. The first celebrity addition to her family was a fashion doll modeled after teen icon Twiggy in Uh. 1967. And MC Hammer joined the brand in 1991, bringing a cassette tape of his own music along with him. Okay. Uh, By the way, uh, Barbie's longtime boyfriend, Ken, is two years younger than Barbie. Uh, he debuted in stores in 1961, so she prefers a younger guy. Uh, she has a, a very impressive resume in history. Barbie has had more than 200 separate careers. That's amazing. Including paleontologist, wow. desert store medic, Canadian Mountie, McDonald's cashier, zoo doctor, business executive, secretary, catwoman, and a rapper as well. And Gurning Champ. And she's been to space three times. <laughs> wow. Uh, she debuted in 1965, four years before the moon landing, and then returned in, or astronaut Barbie did. I love it. And then returned in 1986 and 1994. Oh, my God, President. For G.I. Joe's, one of the toys that I loved, just, I wanted it so desperately, they had a Mercury capsule. That G.I. Joe would fit in in a spacesuit and everything, and it was it was awesome. Barbie has run for president six times. Uh, any victories? First campaign was in 1992, but unfortunately, she has never won the nomination. Uh, her first... I fully plan to win this election as I am running against a doll. Uh, her first ever career was as a teen model. Uh, yes, she, she also uh, changed her look a lot over the years, and... Uh, she, they they have a list. You can find out what you, what she looked like the year you were born. If you want to go back, because because oh. they make new ones. Every what is year. what is your birth year look like? I didn't oh. I didn't go take a look at it. So uh, I was born in '68, and you know I, I have no idea. It would have been summer of love. So yeah. around that time, 
Uh, so her house is a zoo. Barbie has owned more than 40 pets, <laughs> including 21 dogs, 14 horses, three ponies, six cats, a parrot, a chimpanzee, a panda, a lion club, a cub, a uh, two hamsters, six a gerbil, two and two a rabbit. Two hamster and a rabbit. <laughs> uh, and a zebra. I am a sexy, sassy bitch. Does she yep. have a permit for all these? I no. would hope so. No. But she she actually raised them all for meat. Um, so she has a lot of friends in the uh, fashion industry. Gucci, Versace, Vera Wang, Dolce & Gabbana, and uh, Givenchy. Is that how you say that? Givenchy. Givenchy. Yeah. Givenchy. So, and they all have made... all contributed designs to Barbie's wardrobe. Yes. Yeah, so they've all done... Uh, they've all done... And well, they were sold at a premium, were they not? I assume, I don't right? Because I remember commercials for that the, those lines coming out. I think they were, maybe so. I always loved brushing Barbie's hair. That was my favorite part. Hey, Kathy, did you have the large Barbie bust that was oh, bust. that um, you could do? It was it was her from the t- shoulders up, and yeah. you could style her hair. No, I don't think I ever got that. I do remember. I think my cousin had that. I think Katie had that. And uh, yeah, I didn't love that as much it, 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 because you could do her hair. And I feel like maybe there was one where you, where you did their makeup too. I, I can't quite remember, but um, no, Steve, I was just the traditional Barbie. What was and by the, the name name of looking that Barbie? At, I'm looking at the, the list of names here and there were a few males. I don't really remember any of them other than uh, and then Ricky that was, uh, Ricky. was those were the two that were early on and then the rest of them sort of came later, the males. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember the guys other than Ken and Ricky. There was Charlie Manson. <laughs> yeah. Right, Ricky. Uh, yeah, Ken's, so, little, Ken's little brother, Tommy, uh, came out in 1997. Tommy. Oh, Tommy, yeah. Tommy went wingy. So I remember this this uh, Debbie friend growing up. She had the camper. I guess that was the, that was the yes. must-get item, right? I had it, too. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And and so she had the, the two, I guess, Ken and his brother were the two guys that they were always with. Uh, by the way, uh, she'd had no shortage of outfits. Supposedly more than 100 million <laughs> yards of fabric wow. oh have God. been uh, devoted to Barbie's clothes, making Mattel one of the biggest garment manufacturers in oh. the world. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that is such, even even like little girls today, like when I see my niece or, or you know, cousins, kids, whatever, um, they, that's just something that little girls love to do is change the clothes. And Bar- so Barbie still... Barbie Came with so many outfits, and I know there's other dolls mm-hmm. today, but like all those separate outfits and the shoes and the heels you could put on them, you know, it was great. Well, I remember Preston. Did you have GI Joes? Yeah, I had tons of GI Joes. Did Barbie ever have like a kung fu grip or anything in nature? Because sometimes they used to. Remember, there's a time where they made Bar uh, GI Joes hair more like hair. It was sort of like a perm almost. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. all the G.I. Joe more. Kung Fu Grip, I remember, I remember it was a big one. Grip, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm, yeah, they, they had a bunch of different versions of Barbie, but I, I couldn't tell you which I one. just, um, you know, and I had action figures. I had, you know, uh, more like Star Wars and G.I. Joes. And, and, but like, I, my creativity and imagination just i wasn't good at playing with those things oh i i used yeah. to freaking love them. i couldn't do it i could, I could love them. my little brother i would want he would play with his uh micro machines for hours yeah and, yeah. and 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 i'm like i just <laughs> can't do it like i just Case. don't have the the uh, imagination 
case, my brother, Christopher, my youngest brother, who, uh, oddly enough, you know, is uh, makes some films. Um, he, that's what he I remember watching him as a baby with his G.I. Joe's and he would set them up. I mean, it would take him hours to, to set it up and make a scene before he would even start playing. Oh, and then he would play for hours like he was such, uh, you know, had such an imag- uh, imaginary, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Imagination. Great imagination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A like fertile he, imagination. And the same I would do the same with the, with the uh, laying out battle with the various G.I. Yes, Joes. Yes. Yeah, and they, they used to sell, years ago, they would sell German G.I. Joes and, and Japanese, because it was originally predicated on World War II. Right, right. And so that all the stuff, all the weaponry was was um, based on that time frame. Uh, I I was, I had fun playing with it with action figures and stuff like that. You mentioned Micro Machines. There were Micronauts was, was a group that I had when I was a kid. But um, what I, where I didn't have much imagination, though, Casey, was things like uh, Legos, stuff oh, like that. Oh, my God. Here, here's, here's a, a giant... Sta- Here's a staircase. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, here's a rainbow stack. Here's yeah. a stack of 50. Mm-hmm. I made another table. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Here's oh, and now, though, you, you, you damn floor. well, there used to be an explosion of creativity. Here are all your pieces. Now you must build this. Yeah. The Millennium Falcon. You must build this. The Titanic. We just made the, uh, uh, the one that has the absolute most pieces of all of the Legos. It's got over 11,000 pieces. Actually, Parker did it by himself. Which is, is it? it? Uh, it's the world map. A oh, world. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's pretty, I took a picture of it. I'll show it to you in a little bit. Uh, but anyhow, uh, back to Barbie. Yeah, this is National Barbie yeah. Day. Oh, and this is the historian, mind you, the, oh, yeah. the history of uh, Barbie. Light up the studio. Mm. He draws on his pipe. The intelligence emanating from his large, veiny skull. As he talks about Barbie. As he talks about Barbies. So. slowly unzips his pants. Her oh. shoes. More than one billion pairs have been designed. Loved it. For Barbie. Were there designers like Jimmy Choo and stuff like that? Who pro- I, I assume they probably had that tie-in, right? I guess at some point. Probably yeah. at, Steve at Madden. some point. I just remember them being, like, I remember the plastic heels. Uh, <laughs> and then they had little sneakers and uh, yeah, I just remember love you know loving putting the the different shoes on her. Yeah, cats love to eat those. Yeah. By the way, limited edition bar sell for upwards of five thousand dollars. Wow. Um, yep. Uh, in fact, uh, some collectors. There's a woman named uh, Bettina Dorfman who has more than fifteen thousand dolls. She owns the world's largest Barbie collection. Are they, um, they're probably still in the box. I think I still have some Barbies. I have a bin of. I think they might be living with my Beanie Babies. Um, but I I, ca- I remember keeping a few Barbies, and I'm pretty sure my mom uh, had it in a bin and, and gave it to me. Uh, but you know they're not going to be worth anything. I think the ones that are only worth something are those in the box. So uh, the girl across the street, Katie, she had a ton of Barbies, and they had an enclosed front porch, which basically was a, a toy room. And right. We'd go in there, and she had a ton of Barbies. And we would just take all the clothes off of the Barbies, and then we would display them in the front window. <laughs> right, like, 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 like you're in Amsterdam. Right. Yeah. And well, Preston, prostitutes. I, re- I remember one time you, uh, I think Caroline, had, like, left the Barbies out, and maybe they were all, like, naked and just kind of laying, and you took a picture, and I, you're like, I don't know what happened here. Oh, it happened all the time. There were, there were, I called them the, the Barbie orgies. So there would be, like, groups of naked dolls right. uh, all laying on top of each other. Now, for a while, I would take pictures of them all the time. They were left around the house. It was hilarious. Kathy, I grew up one of those keep them in the box kids, like, because it's going to so be worth money. No, I had plenty to play with, but then we... <clears throat> 
also bought the collectible ones. So if anybody knows anyone looking at for um, the Christmas Barbies from like 1992 <laughs> to 19 or maybe like 2007, I've got them all. Christine <gasps> Collection, Marissa at WMR.com. By the way, the best-selling Barbie doll ever was out of 1992. Whoa. Oh! Yeah. Oh. Uh, it was called the Totally Hair Barbie. Totally Hair oh. Barbie. She featured floor-length hair. Yeah, well, her like, pubes? I wonder if that's the one where you would, like, crank her arm and the hair oh, might no. grow. Well, I hang on like a second. Nope, we got to call her. We got to call her. Mike. Mike's on the line. Hey, Mike, good morning. You guys play with dolls. Yes. <laughs> Hi, Mike. We do. All right, you wanted to mention something about the one where you move the arm because uh, yes. Marissa was just referencing that. Back in the 70s, and a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them this, my sister had this, it was called the Growing Up Skipper doll. Okay. When you would crank the arm, she would... Grow an inch, and her boobs would shoot out. No, I'm not kidding. No, I I am here I to verify. It. Yeah, that absolutely did happen. And and did, did you have the one where the because there was hair that you you would again there was I think it was an arm mechanism yeah. as well where you would pull the hair out of the back of the head. <laughs> no, she didn't have that one. But okay, she did have I, the controversial one. We found the commercial for it, and okay. yep, it looks like the boobs get perkier yes. oh as you pull God. the arm. If, if you wow. cranked it three times, she would start to spot. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my God! Stop oh. it. The, Thanks, man. There was a pregnant one that had a belly, and you would pop the belly off, and the belly, yes. and the baby would be inside, and then it that. came with a flat belly that you would replace it with. That's oh how God. it really happens, oh right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marissa, were those oh Christmas Barbies were uh-huh. they? Did they have like those big elaborate dresses? Was that them? Oh, yeah. I mean, they look like pageant kids. Yeah, like, yeah. The hair okay. was big. Yeah, And the dresses were massive. The boxes were, like, double wide. Yep. So, if, you know, the ones that come with all the accessories. But that's just how big the dress was. Wow. Well, thankfully, and this is the last uh, tidbit that I have about uh, Barbie. There are plenty of Barbies to spare. Mattel claims somewhere in the world there is one Barbie sold every three seconds. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. So, that, that's how popular they still are, which is which is cool. I love it. You know what else do that? The Barbie Dream House is what uh, I think all the little kids yes. uh, hope to have someday. That was the ultimate. Yeah, Barbie, Barbie Dream, Dream House. House. Yeah. And then also He Man. You had the Castle Grayskull. You had. Oh, I uh, remember that too. And um, what was the big Star Wars? Oh, if you could have Millennium Falcon, yeah, the, Death Star, the Death Star. Too. Death Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I had that. Yeah, I had a Barbie Dream House, but I didn't have the like big plasticky one. I had one that was three stories tall, and it was a cardboard backing. The duplex with holes. It was almost like you buy it from IKEA. Like it just clicked to get together. Right. And I loved it because my brother would play GI Joe and Barbie with me if he could have the top oh. floor of the Dream House. <laughs> Did you have the elevator on it? You turn a little crank, and it would pull no, the elevator up. No, this one was just a piece of cardboard and oh. like and poles that would hold it together. But I had a 1957 Chevy that had wow. a, it had a working radio in the Wait trunk. Wait a second. Barbie did have like a like a like a Thunderbird or something, didn't Corvette. she? A Corvette, a convertible, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember they used that in uh, uh, in Toy, Toy Story. Story. Yeah, uh, which by oh, the way, right. I loved the Barbie and Ken. I think it was yeah. in the third one. And uh, who played uh, who Michael was the voice Keaton? Of Ken? Michael Keaton was the voice of Ken. It was fantastic. Uh, hang on, do you want to talk to somebody named Barbie? Yeah. All yeah. right. I don't know what she has to say, but she's on the line. Hi, Barbie. Good morning. Good morning. I'm listening to your show, and it's uh, cracking me up. Uh, I love it. What, what was it like growing up with the name Barbie? Oh, no. Her voice mechanism is broken. Pull on the back of your head. Hang on, Barbie. Your, batteries. Your, your cell signal is poor, and you're breaking up. Can you say that again? Okay. Yeah, just the... Uh... 
Nah, we're not going to oh, be able to call yeah. Barbie, we love Sorry, you. Sorry, Barbie. We appreciate the call, but... I would imagine her name is Barbara as well, right? You, you think? would think so, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, think anybody uh-huh. names their kid Barbie, but you never know. My original name was G.I. Joe. Was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is Steve. Steve now? Yeah, yeah. That's really strange. <laughs> All right, well, listen, th- I, I need to do at least another story, yeah. uh, and so we're going to switch gears, but... Another story he'd like to relay. We are going to stay in the toy realm. He's staying in the toy realm. And uh, there is a bizarre interview that took place with Mark Johnson Williams. He is the toy maker who created the Tickle Me Elmo doll. And he recounts his years. And so part of what I like to do in the historian segment is to give you some off-the-wall stories about things that you're very well uh, aware of, like Tickle Me Elmo. So, but not the full story. He recounts his years as a suspect in the FBI's investigation of the Unabomber Ted Kaczynski. So the guy who invented the Tickle Me Elmo doll helped investigate the Unabomber. Yep. Even though Johnson has, uh, Johnson Williams has nothing to do with Ted Kaczynski, the two men's lives have some odd similarities. Wasn't Kaczynski's original name Tickle Me Bomber? Maybe. Uh, but it's not mentioned in the story. Oh. After mailing his uh, 16th bomb... In April of 1995, Kaczynski mailed a letter to the New York Times and the Washington Post where he referred to himself as F.C. and laid out his manifesto. While it wasn't part of the letter, the FBI was able to detect an impression of a note that said, Call Nathan R. Oh Wednesday, 7 p.m. So it was just a, it was just an impression. An imp- right. So, so he, something was written on another piece of paper on top of yeah, that. That's, that's good policing. And so that sent them on an effort to contact thousands of Nathans throughout the country. FBI agents met... With Johnson Williams, so his name, uh, once again, is uh, Mark Johnson Williams. Right. At his office at LeapFrog in Northern California, and he was wearing a baseball hat with the letters FC. Wow. The same identifier that the Unabomber used when he sent a bomb uh, to the New York Times in 1995. The agents kept asking questions, and things went downhill. He said, I owned blueprints to the type of plane that Kaczynski tried to blow up. In 1979, which is a Boeing 727, I had them because I'd worked on a talking warning system for McDonnell Douglas that Boeing planes were equipped with at the time. He said, I also travel a lot. Back then, I was spending three quarters of my life in China, and I ended up being at two different California airports on a day where the Unabomber had threatened those two airports. So he's looking like a likely suspect. Yeah. 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 He said, so they also asked me, have you ever been to Provo, Utah? Strangely, I had. I'd worked on a product called Casey the Cassette Player. Oh, boy. And it was a robot toy, and I'd gone to a commercial shoot there in the mid-1980s at Osmond Studios. Osmond Studios. Uh-huh. The Osmonds. The Osmonds. I think I had Casey the Cassette Player. And he said the Unabomber had also mailed a bomb from there. Oh. I mean, at this point, I think he was involved, too. Uh, until Kaczynski's arrest in 1996, Johnson Williams... Talk to the FBI frequently, both in person and about once every two weeks over the phone. Wow. Because they felt they, they, it was there were Jeez. too many similarities that he might actually be the Unabomber. Here's what the KC cassette player would play when you hit the button, Casey. I like to suck on it until the nuts are left. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's what it would play? That's what it would play, yeah. I and it know. wasn't popular because people were thought that was overly suggestive when he was innocently talking about... Uh, candies with nuts. No idea. None at all. Wow. Okay. Uh, the FBI, by the way, it says, uh, what is this, Nick? I just, fun Unabomber facts. 
I didn't know a, a lot about the Unabomber until just now, um, and I, di- I, I oh. didn't even know where the word Unabomber came from. I I thought maybe he came up with that name, Kaczynski. You were a unitard? Is that what it was? No. 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 He uh, wanted to blow up unicorns. The FBI case used the identifier Unabomb, and it stood for University and Airline Bomber. Yeah, that's he was targeting. Oh. Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah. Until oh. this very moment. Wow. Is he... Uh... He's still alive. He's still alive. Okay. Yeah, and and I also didn't know that um, the bombing went back until the seventies. Yes. So I remember learning about it uh, in like the mid to late nineties, and then they reference it in Goodwill Hunting. And and I think I knew his name was Ted Kaczynski even when that movie came out or whatever. He was tur- he was turned in by a relative. Yeah, his brother. And, yeah. But like when that when that came out, um, people were, were were still learning about who he was and and the manifesto and all that kind of stuff. There was a lot of. There was a shroud of mystery, and up until that point, um, it was the most in, uh, expensive investigation in the history of the FBI, trying to track down who this was and where these uh, bombings were coming from. Wow. Wow. Nuts. All right. Uh, do I have time for one more? You do. Okay. All right. And now we learn about how Big Bird was related to the Charles Manson killing. No, we don't, actually. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about uh, the golden age of air travel in the United States. Uh, many travelers have become nostalgic uh, for that, the way things were in the 1950s, airlines promoted commercial air travel as glamorous. Stewardesses served full meals on real China airline seats were large. Oh, I remember empty. The ample leg room and passengers always dressed well. I don't remember the uh, the 50s air travel, but I do remember in the in the 60s and 70s, Preston flying to California when my father was going on a uh, we he had switched jobs for Diners Club, and we were going out there. And we, they brought out full trays with full uh, silverware and, mm-hmm. and r- real plates and full meals like you would get in a restaurant. Right. It was crazy. So things weren't quite as glamorous as you think they might have been in the golden age. After jets were introduced in the late 1950s, passengers could travel to even the most distant locations at speeds unimaginable and a mere, de- a mere decade before. Over 100 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, an airline trip from New York to London uh, that could take up to 15 hours in the early 1950s could be made in less than seven hours by the 1960s. But airline nostalgia can be tricky and golden ages are seldom as idyllic as they seem. When people talk about the good old days, a lot of times they're not as good as you think they were. Until the introduction of jets in 1958, most of the nation's commercial planes were propeller-driven aircraft like the DC-4. Have you ever flown on a commercial propeller aircraft? I have. I have. Yeah, I have too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, when we the first time we flew to Boston, my, it was a thing when we were kids... My father would take us on a business trip, you know, the, the sons, you know, well, my, my older brother was too old at the time, but, but uh, it was very exciting and got on a, uh, on a full prop plane, loud as effing loud, hell. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they still fly, and we flew one uh, just a few years ago from uh, Philadelphia to New York uh, to, we were flying. Yeah, bottle jumper? Uh, yeah, well, we were te- flying to uh, Sweden, but we went up there first uh, on a prop plane. Uh, so anyhow, uh, most of these planes were unpressurized. And with a maximum cruising altitude of ten to 12,000 feet, they were unable to fly over bad weather. Delays were frequent, turbulence common, and air sickness bags were often needed. Uh, some planes were spacious and pressurized. Uh, the Boeing Stratocruiser, for example, could seat 50 first-class passengers or 81 coach passengers compared to DC-3's 21 passengers. It could cruise at 32,000 feet, which allowed the Stratocruiser to fly above most bad weather 
that it encountered, but only 56 of those planes were ever in service at any time. Uh, while the later DCs 6 and 7 were pressurized, they still flew much lower than the soon-to-appear jets 20,000 feet compared to 30,000 feet and often encountered turbulence. The piston engines were bulky, complex, and difficult to maintain, which contributed to frequent delays back in the day. Most of the early air travel never got higher than 40 feet, correct? Right. Yeah. It was very low. <laughs> yeah. Uh, through the 30s and 40s, almost everyone flew first class. Airlines did encourage more people to fly in the 1950s and 1960s by introducing coach or tourist fares. But the savings were relative, uh, less expensive than first class, but still pricey. In 1955, for example, uh, so-called bargain fares from New York to Paris were the equivalent of just over $3,200 in money today. Mm -hmm. So that's what it would have cost you. The cheaper seats were actually outside, which was an issue. Although the advent of jets did result in lower fares, the cost was still out of reach for most Americans. Uh, the most likely frequent flyer was a white male businessman traveling on his company's expense account in, in the 1960s airlines with young, attractive stewardesses in short skirts, clearly catered to the most frequent of flyers. Yeah, I mean, Would you like a cocktail? <laughs> were planes uh, segregated like buses? And I mean, uh, if you were an African-American growing question. up in the 50s or 60s, it's probably not a good time to fly. I, I, I never question. remember any, um, you see those classic pictures of uh, you know, drinking fountains and things like that. I don't yeah, ever remember... Only. Um, I don't remember that, Nick. I mean, I'm possibly. asking, you know, as a, an ignorant white guy, so I, I don't know either, but um, I can't imagine... You're a, a curious good, white guy. Uh, it's a good time to, to fly. By the way, uh, people also forget in the 1960s, the air travel was much more dangerous than it is today. In the 1950s and 60s, U.S. airlines experienced at least a half dozen crashes per year, Whoa. most leading to fatalities of all on board. Uh, people today may bemoan the crowded airplanes and lack of onboard amenities, but the number of fatalities per million miles flown has dropped dramatically since the late 1970s, especially compared to the 1960s. Through at least the 1970s, airports in prominently featured kiosks selling flight insurance. I remember that. It was that. constant, mm-hmm. constant. And, they, and many of the airports, major airports, had on-site funeral parlors. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I was not aware That's of that. crazy. Yeah. Have you guys seen the trailer for uh, MH370 on Netflix? It's the, no. that plane that disappeared? Have, yes. Yeah. Man, does it look good. And and they there are all these weird conspiracy theories that surround that flight, and nobody ever... They're, they're, they never figured out what happened. No. It, yeah. it, it just disappeared. They have, they have a couple of things they're teasing in this trailer, Nick, yeah. about... about uh, debris that is way off where they were searching. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Well, it looks very interesting. Wow. All right. Well, anyhow, I thought you might find these things interesting. The historian as... is reported on many things today. Yes. We've learned a lot. His due diligence paid to teaching everyone who listens to the President Steve show exciting factoids about dolls and first class. All right. Let's all now. And he... If... <laughs> Exit to the parlor Exit for the, parlor the glass for of sherry. And uh, a rub and tug from a store. <laughs> All right. Going to be that kind of a Thursday. <sighs> Should always be that kind of a Thursday. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. Actor Jack Champion from Scream 6 will be joining us. And Mr. Skin with the Anatomy Awards. Stay right down. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, our next guest via phone. Um, okay, so we're waiting on, a, waiting on a call. Um, I got a couple of shout-outs I can do in the meantime. Yep. And um, this is from Jerry... Uh, hang on a second here. Somebody asked me not to use their last name. Oh, it's not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> or no, yes, it is. All right, okay, you yes, did it. it is. Yay! Right. Good thing I did not say that because I was about to say it. <laughs> what, what is his name? Uh, he said, uh, I wanted to ask for a Josh Groban slash Mark Summer shard out for myself. After 16 years, I'm giving my two weeks notice today ah. and changing careers in a couple of weeks. If you can do this today... Please don't read my last name on the air in case I haven't officially put it in at that point. Otherwise, it won't matter. Uh, appreciate it if you guys can get to this. But if not, it's cool. I know you get swamped with these things. Keep it in nooch regardless. <laughs> and that's from Jerry. So are we going to do... Are we going to do... I got to move to the next page. I'm going to start. There you go. Keep we haven't nooch. perfected that yet. So we're working on that's, it. It's pretty uh, that's seamless. The first and only time we're ever going to do a Josh <laughs> okay. Groban, Mark Summers shard out. <laughs> Keep it in nooch. Keep it in nooch. Keep it in nooch, uh-huh. man. Here's another specific request. Okay. I absolutely love you. Give my boyfriend, Mike, a.k.a. Smitty, a.k.a. Extra Deep King. E- extra Deep King? Oh, my a, God. A birthday shard out and a high mic. Okay. This beautiful know. soul was born March 22nd. He and I are both big listeners of your show. Uh, which is one of the many crazy things that I have in common with uh, strange coincidences in our life. He's the most genuine, kind, uh, genuinely kind, considerate, and strongest man I've ever known. Wow, I'd like to see him pick up stuff. Mike's an amazing father, partner, and friend. I'm so unbelievably happy and even astounded we met, and I can't wait to make even more memories together. You're the best, Smitty. I love you. That's wonderful. That's from Nicole. So here. Hi, Mike. And there you go. That worked out pretty good. It did. So... Do you think the extra deep king is a? I, it sounds sexual the, to me, it's but a that's size thing, right? Uh, like, that's what I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Probably, probably cool. the extra deep king. All right, our next uh, guest is on the line. I don't know what his nickname may be, but maybe he's got one. Maybe he doesn't. I do I'll not know. Tell you this: his his career's kind of on fire at this point. You called him kind of an it guy. Yes, we were off air. Yeah. a while ago. Uh, you can see him in uh, the current uh, Avatar sequel, uh, and in fact, he's already shot scenes for Avatar for Avatar three and four. Uh, but in the meantime, he's uh, talking about Scream 6, and that opens in theaters nationwide tomorrow. Uh, please welcome Mr. Jack Champion. This morning. Hey, Jack, good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going? Awesome. Uh, by the way, Jack, I had mentioned we were talking about some guy had a goofy nickname. Did you ever? Did you have any nicknames that people call you anything in particular outside of Jack Champion? Um. Oh, there's a lot. They call me Jack Jack from The Incredibles. They call me... Um, <laughs> You know, Jackie Chan, they call him. They, they do anything. I like Jack-Jack. Uh, Jack-Jack's good. really good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would stick with that one. Uh, so I, I have to say, uh, Jack, for the first time meeting you, but Scream 6, you know, it, it, a lot of people had sort of counted the uh, franchise out a little bit. And here are the reviews of Scream 6 really good, and they're saying it's the most brutal of the lot. Uh, were you a Scream fan prior to appearing in the movie? Uh, yeah, I was a big like scream fan i think i start i watched the first scream movie for the first time six months before i even got the role um and then from so like in october 2021 and then in january of 2022 i met the producer william sherrick and i was like look i just i literally just became a giant fan of the scream series please in any way let me be part of this 
And of course, since he's like the nicest guy, you know, he he helped me get an audition. I met the directors, and I guess you know the rest is history. Everything worked out, and you also have an extra plus because. Jenna Ortega, who is on fire with the the Wednesday series and everything, there's hyper attention being focused to this movie because she's your co-star uh, in the movie. And and how is that working with her? I mean, she's the most like talented person I've ever met. Like she can literally cry on <laughs> on command within like a second. Wow, like, it's crazy. Like for me, you know, I need sad music. I need you know <laughs> build up, but her, it's just immediate waterworks. Well, she she was saying she was kind of getting in trouble because she kept wanting to do um, her own stunts and that a number of the cast members wanted to do their own stunts and obviously they didn't want that. Was that your experience? Are you the kind of actor who likes to get in and be physical? Um, I definitely like to be physical, but anything that's like dangerous, I I mean, obviously I'll gladly hand that off to a stunt person, but you know, if it's like take a punch, throw a fake punch, like any little thing, I'm I'm more than happy to do that. Okay, so so and you obviously you have so you you have uh, some of the uh, the originals back for for right. this film. The reviews are great. You're also in a movie that is also still in the uh, in the theaters, which is Avatar: The Way of the uh, the Water, right? So, yeah. Too. Uh, I have not seen it. Casey's seen it. I Ra- saw it. Raves about it. I have to ask you, watching the actors like Kate Winslet and, and all of the people work with James Cameron and do this very intense motion capture acting, was that hard oh, yeah. for you to take to, or what was that experience like? It honestly was not that hard to take to because I was, I get first it's a little bit daunting, but since I was like 12 years old, it, I was just kind of like, um, I don't know, like I, I was just so new to, to, to everything that I was so um, like, formable like i like and after a while it just became normal like oh you know you go to work you get dots on your face you <laughs> go into a performance cap suit um it's just it became kind of normal very oh, quickly it's right. crazy because yeah you were 12 years old when you were filming that and obviously you know, it takes a little while for everything to film and then the post-production stuff but like you're 18 now you're like six foot one right yeah. now are we going to recognize you mm-hmm. in this movie the same way we recognize you in, in avatar because you are playing a human in avatar or are you saying, will you recognize me in Scream? Yeah, because, I mean, you're, like, you're a grown man now. <laughs> a grown man? I still can't grow a beard. Um. <laughs> but you can join the Army and you can vote, so that's that's how I measure it. Yeah, um, I, I was 17 when I filmed Scream, so I'm I'm pretty, and like, I have way more poofy hair, but other than that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty recognizable. All right. I mean, you, you, so if you stop and think about this, and I'm sure you have, Avatar... The Scream franchise, you appeared in a very uh, noteworthy uh, sort of a small appearance in Avengers Endgame. Uh, for people who don't know, there's that scene where, where Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, comes back and he's he's trying to figure out what's going on. And a, a kid passes him on the bike and you kind of give him this look when he asks what the hell happened. Yeah. And everyone knows that. It's one of those weird uh, things. Uh, so, so you're part of these huge juggernaut franchises. Um, do you ever have to just stop and breathe that in? Because that's pretty freaking amazing this early in your career. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And like, I, I usually, I mean, especially when I was doing those, I didn't, I didn't really realize how big they were. But like, I think every once in a while, I'm like, oh wait, I can say that I was that I'm in technically two of the top <laughs> highest grossing movies of all time. You know, like mm-hmm. or two that are within the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
And at the conventions, they'll be lining up to see Kid on Bike. Uh, for uh, <laughs> They need to make Kid on Bike a character. Or make him a returning superhero. Kid on Bike. But but uh, you, you are but you're it doesn't matter though with these conventions obviously you're in these other roles that have their huge huge fan base and uh, for the rest of your life you're going to have people that will want to meet you because of that alone that's pretty awesome man yeah I mean I'm just I, I don't know I'm just filled with gratitude I'm really happy to, to be here and be a part of these things you know oh it's, it's great I mean you, you're you're set to work with I don't know if you actually started shooting Pedro Pascal oh, wow. in Freaky Tales and Pedro Pascal is on a run now with the Mandalorian and obviously the last of us are you watching that yeah oh yeah yeah me and my mom watch it pretty much every Sunday when it comes out um it's uh it's such a it's such a great show, but so hard to watch. You know, every episode, I feel like it takes a little bit of my soul with it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You're exactly right. Especially the last one. It's insane. Wow. Well, listen, we're we're very excited for you uh, with the, the Scream series, and, and uh, I've got to get out and see the uh, the Avatar film. Great. You've got two movies in the theaters at yes. the same time. That's always a good position to be in. So uh, things are looking good for you, Jack Champion, man. We appreciate you uh, checking in, and we wish you all the best, all right? Cool. I, I feel like I feel like I have to confess I've never had a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, what? Come here. Right, well, come you, on. You come, come in. We'll, we'll get you the top level stuff, not yeah. that knockoff crap. We, we got to make sure you get the right one. So if you come to town, come and see the Preston and Steve show, okay? I will. All right. Take care, Jack. We appreciate it. Jack Champion, yeah. everybody. Right. Nice guy. Uh, very yeah. nice guy. So uh, nice. And we're moving from him, that nice guy, to the next nice guy uh, who has the, well, with the Academy Awards this weekend. Leading up to that, we have to get the 24th Annual Anatomy Awards. Now, before we bring him on, it's just so he hears us say this, we looked at some of these uh, these categories. There's some we can't touch. Oh, no. most definitely. Mm-mm. I'm going to talk to him about that for sure. <laughs> but uh, let's please welcome our friend, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, make me over. Mr. Skin yeah. this morning. Hey, Mr. Skin. Yeah, that's so funny you say that because I was thinking, yeah, there's a few categories here I'm going to oh. really have to tap dance Okay. <laughs> so listen, Mr. Skin, we've had you on our show probably for the entire 24 years that you've been yeah, doing this. Since the 1950s. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, th- this is the first time I think that you've really crossed the line. <laughs> Don't kill the messenger. I'm that's right. Yeah, you're right. Most- Awesome uh, nude scenes of the years. Oh no, they're they're fabulous. But some of these categories we can't touch with anything. We can't we can't even we can't even get in the ballpark to, to yeah, talk I about know, these. I know, I know. But it's all good. It's all good. This is, a, this is where are, we are there, in entertainment. Yeah, there are thirty six total categories, and we just launched this at MrSkin.com, and they're all free if anyone wants to go see for yourself. But, yeah, it was a problem. Normally I do 33, but, and this is my 24th annual, I could not, I was like, there's no way I got to increase the 36. There was so much crazy stuff that happened. And one of the cool things about the Anatomy Awards is just to curate the wild and weird uh, nude scenes that have happened um 
from not just in the U.S., but from all over the world. And, and that's what's really, to me, the fun part of this, because even for me, I'm looking at some things that happened this year, and I'm like, I've never seen that before. No. That's got to be an anatomy award. You, you're awesome. right. And, and, and we were, I actually was referencing your, your, the documentary you did, or you know, yeah. where you include the Hayes uh, uh, the, the yeah. Commission and all of this, mm-hmm. and how these things are cyclical. But I've never seen a glut of <laughs> anomalous, weird crap like I had this year. Uh Yes, 100%. But, um, you know, again, it's just that there's just so many platforms for television. There's, you know, so many movies come out. and, And we, for the Anatomy Awards look at things from all over the world, too. We're not, like, like if I was talking to you of the 10 best nude scenes of the year, I'm not going to talk to you about an obscure Romanian scene or something. You know, I'm talking about American film. But yes. for the Anatomy Awards, I'm like, want to find any crazy stuff that happened in real movies or television, and we definitely found a bunch this year. So, okay. so Preston, you, so you, since we're going to do the dance here, you want to lead through on some yeah, of these? I, I will touch. I will touch on, on a couple that are, that are on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that we can indeed mention. Yeah, I'll, I'll PG it up for you. Don't worry. <laughs> but but let's start with uh, some some of the more standard ones. Best breasts. What are we going to go with there, uh, Mister? Oh, yeah. Every year, so for twenty four years, I've done best breasts, and um, this year's winner is Maya Mitchell in a movie called No Way Out. And what's interesting about her, she's a former Disney girl. And um, it, it's funny because she was in a bunch of these Disney teen beach movies back in the day alongside a guy named Ross Lynch, better known as Dahmer from My Friend Dahmer. So That's right. Yeah, it's so crazy. Uh, and now here she is. And by the way, she was the executive producer of this movie. So she had full say in if she had to do the nude scene or not. And she said, no, I guess if my breasts look this great, I'm going to do the topless scene. And of everything we saw... In 2022, and again, the window for this, it had to come out in 2022. That was the best breast of the year, and I don't think many people are complaining. Okay. We, we haven't had uh, many uh, complaints at MrSkin.com. It's funny because we had uh, Ross Lynch in our studio a few years back, and, and I remember he was actually kind of like um, a little down. He was a little bit uh, because <laughs> he was going to play Dahmer. <laughs> no, no, because he was trying to shake the Disney off of him you know he he wanted to be an adult and and uh, we had actually had another band in here and he was currently touring with r5 which was you know his band with his brothers and he was still in this teeny bopper thing and he was trying to shake that and i guess maybe being in this scene is going to help him shake that a little bit yeah, well, you know, it's funny, that Disney thing, I remember Anne Hathaway used to be known as the girl from Princess Diaries, and all of a sudden, in 2005, she came out with a movie ha- ha- called Havoc, yes. where she was hanging out with East L.A. gangbangers and having sex and doing topless scenes, so it, it can be done, but you have to make a, you know, you have to make a bold move to get out of that Disney world, you know? Well, speaking of uh, people who have been in our studio, the winner of Best Butt was here one time, you want to uh, oh, review? That's, who that is. That's, that's really cool because uh, the winner this year is Anya, Ta- Anya Taylor-Joy in The Northman. And, um, Which, by the way, is a wildly underrated movie. It is just a solid movie, solid action. Uh, and now they're, the word is they're making a second one, Mr. Skin. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Anya Taylor-Joy became really popular when... We were all locked in our houses during COVID, and The Queen's Gambit was on Netflix, and it was a really cool movie about a chess prodigy that she starred in. And then, um, uh, anyway, so everyone was wondering, when will she do her first nude scene? Well, in The Northman, um, 
she with Alexander Skarsgård at the uh, hour and forty seven minute mark. She walks into uh, one of those like spring hot spring pools, and uh, uh, you will be a Northman when you see this. It's pretty amazing. So, yeah, it's really she. She deservedly so won that. Do you agree that the movie in and of itself is a solid movie? A lot of people really like that. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. All right, how about uh, best TV show for nudity? Oh, um, yeah. The, um, uh, the best TV show for nudity is a show called Leopard Skin, and um, it's a, uh, a Peacock original. And uh, season one had thirteen nude scenes. And as you guys can Jeez. imagine, with all the television shows out there. Um, uh, it, it, to be the best TV show is saying something, and two of the stars are Carla Gugino and Gate Jansen, who people out there might remember them from a 2019 Cinemax uh, television show called Jet, and um, uh, they, they moved over to do this leopard skin, and there was tons of great nudity, two very beautiful actresses, and again, there's a t- ton of great shows, but you have to choose one of best best TV show was uh, Leopard Skin. Yeah, Carla Gugino is in uh, one of our favorites, The Watchmen, and she's in Sin City, and we had her in the studio, and she actually was in a movie with our own Kathy Romano. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah she, very, she's beautiful, beautiful actress. Yeah. Uh, and, and Preston, you want to hit the one, just for Kathy's sake, you, you know which one I'm looking at here, right? She's uh, a fan of Yellowstone. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one from Yellowstone, his best deleted scene. Yeah, oh. Kelly, yeah, what was interesting about this is Kelly Riley, who plays Beth Dutton on Yellowstone, is super popular ever since that show came out. Well, keep in mind now, this is everything that came out in 2022. So at the very end of 2021, season four, episode eight, aired on Paramount Plus, and um, there was no nudity in it. And then once uh, they ran their season, then the streaming version flipped over to Peacock Network. And on January 9th, of 2022, the same exact episode aired with this scene that had been deleted mm. of uh, Kelly Riley topless, and it was one of the best nude scenes of the year. And I don't know why that happened, but it did. So it won our best deleted scene, and it's a weird thing. It th- that doesn't happen a lot. Like, why would you take out the best part? But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, it, it, this is even better than that first season when she was in the. Um, uh, when she was in the tub with the champagne. So this this was a great nude scene. It won our best deleted nude scene of the year. Let me ask you a question pertaining to that, because I've noticed, I was, I was talking to my wife about this, where uh, it seems like they are, they used to be sort of defined, okay, you can do it on this channel for these. It, it now seems like a lot of channels are just kind of going, or, or F it, we're, we're going to roll with it. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, I see like mid-afternoon on a Saturday, nudity and F-bombs, on on a non-pay, you know, channel yeah. like, yeah. are you noticing this as well? Correct. Yeah, it's just that it's things are just loosening up a bit. Let's say it's still ABC, NBC, and CBS are still kind of traditional. You're not going to get much, but all these streaming services. I always tell people like B B E T plus Black Entertainment Television's streaming service. You would not believe. The crazy, it's almost like you stumbled on a porn site. And I'm like, oh, no, you would not believe what's out there. But we track all this stuff, and uh, it's it's really amazing. But you're right. Th- things are loosening up, and more and more of these streaming services are like, so what? Let's just go for it, you know? Yeah. All right, here's another one. Uh, the best <laughs> over 60 nudity yeah, category. Um, yeah, it's uh, Emma Thompson in a movie called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. And I got to say, for all the 
great nude scenes I get to see in a year. I'm, I am just one of those guys, maybe it's because I'm getting older now, but, like, I don't want every nude scene to just be girls in their 20s. Like, I, I'm, I'm very happy when an actress is over 40 or 50 or, in this case, 60 and does a nude scene. And, listen, does she look like Pam Anderson back in the day? No, but it's Emma Thompson. She's 62 years old. She hadn't done a nude scene in 19 years, and it's her first time she ever did a full frontal scene. So this one, our our best over 60 nude scene, and um, uh, the movie was called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand and Emma Thompson. All right, speaking of Pam Anderson, best prosthetics for the Anatomy Awards. Yeah, you know um, that uh, Pam and Tommy um, was a pretty popular show on the Hulu network. It was ter- it was terrific. It really yeah. was. It was Lily James playing Pam and then that uh, Sebastian Stan playing Tommy. But um, here's the thing that's interesting. Um, Lily James is not afraid of nudity. I mean, she did a great nude scene in a movie called The Exception. She has amazing natural breasts. But you can't play Pam Anderson without having, like, huge robo-hooters, which uh, <laughs> uh, they had that attached to her. So she, the whole movie, all those topless scenes were prosthetics. So again, again, prosthetics. Yeah. I was watching the series with my wife, and, uh, and we're both looking at each other because we both know what she looks like in real life. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, I, I said, "Can you see any line or spirit or, 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 or glue or something or seam yeah, or, or is it CGI right. or how the hell are they doing that?" Right now, the the prosthetics team was uh, hard at work. She probably had to get there at four in the morning before the shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what, it what, looked, a, what a horrible job to have to put those on, right? <laughs> it looked amazing, and and right. uh, and in the face as well. She, in she the face, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it uh, how she pulled and that off. Mind, she's British to to boot, so yeah. like all of those things, they really made her look like Pam Anderson. So, so I'm a big did, fan of hers. Did Sebastian Stan? I know you you have the male component for um you know uh, um uh, yeah, the, Mr. Yeah, Man. Won, Mr. Man. He, he won the Manatomy Awards. He's a winner over there. If you want to go check that out, but I, I didn't want to I didn't want to drag your show down with my Manatomy Awards. No, we don't mind. Uh, yeah, you don't mind that. I mean, how can you a uh, talking penis? Hello. How can you not? How can you not win an award yeah, many, for that? How many of those can drive a, 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 a ship? You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. That's okay. Amazing. All right. Here's here's one. That's going to dance on the line a little bit. Oh boy! Okay. Uh, but it's it's a big name who won this. The best, Kathy, get ready for this. Okay. Best butt munch. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta tell you, I was blown away by this. So, do you guys remember there was a thirteen part true crime doc on HBO for a while, a couple years ago, called The Staircase, about the crime novelist Michael Peterson. Yes. Found he found his wife, Kathleen Peterson, at the bottom of the stairs dead while he was out at the pool having a few uh, drinks. And uh, it was very sketchy whether, you know, did he do it, didn't he do it? And it was a really fascinating true crime doc. Well, they, they did an HBO Max drama this year, uh, also called The Staircase, but starred Tony Collette and Colin Firth. And um, these, are, these are biggies. These yeah. are A-list actor and actress. Well, that's what makes this so amazing is that... In the scene, she kind of confronts him like, hey, I, I think you're having sex with dudes. And he's like, no, no, look how much I'm into you. And, but, okay, so this one best butt munch, so you know what's going on here. But, like, this doesn't happen between mainstream actresses. It's very rare. The only other time, 
and it was a famous moment um, in the fourth season of Girls. Yeah. Allison Williams, this happened, and yep. it's like you just—this is very rare. Like it's hard to fake this, you know. <laughs> like it's hard to simulate this. Does that make sense? You know. Was there was there one in the first season of The White Lotus? Yeah, with, between two dudes. Two yeah. dudes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah that, yeah, again, you have to go over to the minute. <laughs> yeah, Mr. And, Man. That, and that's and he and, and, and so that actor went on and he's in a, in an incredible uh, episode of The Last of Us. Yeah, uh, this right. this yeah. So um, yeah, it, it just it blows my mind, especially Allison Williams and that. But this yeah, uh, and I have not seen this scene. I was familiar with the documentary. I did not watch the the dramatized version. Yeah, well, and, and what's interesting too is Tony Collette. She was the mom in a sixth sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bruce yeah. Willis. That's like one of the great horror movies of all time. Yeah. And um, anyway, it's she's like I said, these are not nobody actors and actresses doing this scene. Uh, by the way, Steve, just to name check, the guy from White Lotus is Murray Bartlett. He's yeah. fantastic. He was in yeah. 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 Uh, it was the same guy. Okay, so uh, how about this one? And this is one we've talked about on a few occasions. The best were they really having sex scenes. <laughs> so we were because just some films you cannot tell. It's it's almost impossible to determine whether they were really doing it. In, in fact, I'm glad we have you on because uh, we we mentioned Brown Bunny earlier with uh, Chloe Svigny uh, and and whether she actually does that's legit, legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, and I wanted to ask you. We'll talk about your selection here, but there was a movie. With um, with Anne Hesh. A- Anne Hesh. I knew you were going to say that. And, 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 and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, if it's coming to mind, but to me, there's no way they could not have been. Uh, and, and Well, I always, you're speaking of spread from 2009 at the 28-minute <laughs> mark, but the, uh, <laughs> uh, what, what is really, um, uh, I try to tell people is, look, you could simulate sex in in that scene, you're right. It it did appear that they were having sex. I I don't know, but unless you, it's a porn yeah. where you could actually see. We're just going to have to guess, right? Right. right. In in the scene, like for my anatomy awards, were best were they really having sex? Um, is this is from a show called P Valley, which is a um, uh, uh, it's on the Stars Network. It's about a strip club in the Mississippi Delta. So here's what we have here. Um, in the scene, um, let's just say the, uh, the, the guy, Tyler Lepley, uh, the actress is Miracle Watts. Let's just say he makes a trip down south, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, again, l- like with the butt munch, uh, tough to – there's just not a lot of leeway. Uh, uh, it, it does appear – that they were really having sex, but what made this very compelling is the fact that they are a couple in real life and they had a child in February. Well, so. that that adds credence then to the possibility. Yeah, it, of... Definitely, definitely. Uh, so uh, you got to see it. It's a, and what was interesting. This was the um, uh, season two, the sixth episode. This is a three minute long scene. It's very uh, wow. very sexy. So Mr. It's Mr. a great show, by the way, if you haven't seen it. Mr. Skin, would you would you discount a film that used um deep fake technology? Well, I, I try to point it out. Yeah. Um, you know, I it's just um it's just one of those things that uh um it's it's the it's they're gonna get better and better at it over time and it's gonna suck but it's just going to be the way it is but we'll always kind of find out because some someone who worked on the movie or something will let us know but uh uh yeah it, it won't be good 
All right. Um, two more categories. Do you have a question? Uh, I have one that I have to because I saw it and it was it was pretty amazing. Uh, the Guillermo del Toro uh, series, uh, the Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix, the horror series. You have a selection from that as well, correct? Yeah, best spookaki, uh, which is um, uh, this is a really weird. Uh, this is a Netflix series and uh, it's great, like a- great horror anthology series. Yeah, horror anthology series. And by the way, real quick, let me let me interrupt, yeah. Mr. Skin. He's saying spook cocky. Yes, uh, it's it's. Yes. Oh, you're on the phone. It's hard to hear that. And I'm and sorry, spook I'm as in sorry. as yeah, in scary, be, like ghost or whatever. Okay, go ahead. Be clear on my cocky. I want to be clear. Yeah. So anyway, um, the um, yeah, this horror anthology in this scene, Kate Mikuchi, who's a pretty well-known actress. Uh, she's part of the comedian team of Garfunkel and Oates with Ricky Lindo. Yeah. Um, she, she has this lotion, or, or it's actually lotion. It's just so weird. She's com- she's trying to fix her skin some way, and she has this lotion on, and it's just like she's nude, but it's covered in this creepy stuff. And again, you have to see it to understand it, but we didn't know what the hell to call this, but it was so weird. It, it's, and, uh, it's really It's really disturbing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. She's like covered in this slime, but it's supposed to be a lotion to improve her skin some way. That, all right, that's here, here are the two about. last categories we're going to ask you about, yeah. and they're the biggies. Uh, breast picture. Yeah, this is uh, the movie Blonde with Anna de Armas. Uh, it's the first big-budget NC-17 movie since uh, Blue is the Warmest Color in 2013. And uh, boy, did it have a ton of... Uh, great nudities from the very beautiful Anna de Armas, uh, who played Marilyn Monroe in this. And uh, um, you don't get a lot of NC-17 mainstream films, and this was one. It's pretty uh, pretty incredible. All right, and then finally, the Lifetime Skin Achievement Award. Yeah, we gave it to Marissa Tomei this year, and, you know, the reason was... Uh, it's been 30 years since she won the Oscar for My Cousin Vinny, and um, she's now pretty much more famous for being the Aunt May and Peter Parker. But, boy, the other thing about her that's really interesting, she did her best nudity after 40 years old. And to this day, I still contend that nobody's looked better nude post-40 than uh, Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler. She's sensational. And her, and her performance. You're dead. Yes. Yeah, I'm, she, 42. She That's was amazing. Just the acting performance alone, the, 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 the sort of sad... You know, invi- I mean, she's just, uh, it's a terrific performance. Yeah, and, and, and uh, so, uh, well, well-deserved. So besides this movie, a post of 40, has she done any other nudity? Yeah, she did some nude scenes prior to The Wrestler and before The Devil Knows You're Dead. Um, Untamed one Heart. Was in, one was in Untamed Heart. Right. It's weird because they released it um a European broadcast of the film later on. I don't want to bore you with the details, but very few people ever saw it. But her her best nude scenes, her best nude scenes were after 40 years old, which is uh, uh, pretty incredible. That there you go. Not happen I think, often. I, like fine wine, you get better with age, right? Right. I think it was a movie called The Love Guru, and and she did a little nude yeah, scene in that too. Right. She's done. A, she's done. She's done other things, but I always say, don't mess around. Go to before the devil knows you're dead and the wrestler. And you will 
uh, see the best. Yeah, and the, if you haven't seen The Wrestler just in general, again, Mickey Rourke deserved the uh, the Oscar for the, yeah. the performance. It's amazing. Well, there are many categories we can't even mention. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> you got to see that. Sorry about that. Uh, no. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, it's very uh, innovative. And uh, you can find these yeah. at, at mysteryskin.com, the 24th Annual Anatomy Awards. Completely free. Yeah. Free, free to check out, by the way. And if and if uh, uh, male nudity is a, is what you're into, then That's you can go Mr. to Mr. Man. MrMan.com, yes. Yeah. And quite frankly, and I'm, I'm not avoiding it. Um, I'm proud of the, that website. It's, it's growing all the time. But <laughs> I just am not like I only have so much room in my brain for female nudity. I can't sit around, nor, nor do I have the... Uh, desire to to know every male nude scene, so you so, got to go there to check it out. I'm so, sorry, I don't know details like I do with female nudity. Would it, would it be fair to say that Mr. Skin, that Mr. Man, is both a grower and a shower? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. All right. Uh, well, listen, it is always great to talk to you. Thank you, Mr. Skin. Yeah, guys, thanks so much. That was a riot. You bet. Yeah. We will catch okay. you soon. All right, Mr. Yeah. Skin. On the president's team, too. We've been talking to him for almost 25 years, man. And, dude, we're, we're not kidding. They're, they're categories we can't go anywhere near. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is true. All right. Well, let us take a quick break. Come back in a second. We'll get another series of Bizarre File stories for you when we get back. Stay there. It's been over six years since Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band appeared live in their home away from home, the city of brotherly love. Join WMMR as we count down to their March 16th return by looking at the band's unique relationship with the city and this station. Each day between now and show day, we'll relive shared highlights at 11 a.m., 4, and 8 p.m. 93.3 WMMR welcomes Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band back for their long overdue return to the streets of Philadelphia. All right, let's get some stories. No. WMMR presents... Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Horizon Services. You can place your aging, heating, and cooling system with a new one from Horizon Services and have it installed as soon as the next day. Put zero down. Have zero payments until 2024. And you can book fast at HorizonEasyBook.com. So in the last story, I had an exotic cat on cocaine. (laughs) The last Bizarre File story I had. Uh, This one a little bit different, but it does involve a large cat. Uh, The Arizona Game and Fish Department said that a San Manuel, Arizona homeowner found something unexpected when they got home from work on Monday. Instead of finding their dog in the dog bed, they found a bobcat in their dog bed. It was believed that the bobcat got into the house through an unlocked pet door. (laughs) Again, they're beautiful animals, but they can F you up. Oh, yeah. Uh, the bobcat was seen relaxing in a dog bed surrounded by toys. Uh, by the time the officers arrived to assist the homeowner, the bobcat had run off. Why not? You know, when I, I lived in California for just under a year, and I'd go hiking as a kid, and you, you there's a healthy population of bobcats. Yeah, oh, yeah. I lived in the car. It's them. There's their mating call. Because they're all named Bob. I lived in the Carolinas uh, when I was a kid, and we were always warned. Yeah. Because we were out playing off in the woods and stuff like that. Watch out for the bobcats. Uh, No injuries were reported to people or other animals, but this uh, bobcat just came in, took a snooze on the dog bed, (laughs) played with the toys, and then left before he got out of here. Any trouble. Have a good day, folks. Overgrown grass, tree branches, and the roof uh, and unclaimed packages caused family members of a man who lived at a home in uh, a town called Nitro 
uh, to be concerned. And Police Chief Chris Fleming said relatives reached out to emergency crews when they hadn't heard from their relative for several weeks. A welfare check ended with first responders discovering the man's body in the home, but that's not all they found. They found upward of 60 cats inside. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Most of them were alive. A few of them were dead. Uh, and it was a shock to the neighbors because they had no idea. Another pet hoarder. So the the person who lived next door, Chris Snodgrass, uh, said you could tell, though, something was going on uh, because of the smell. Mr. Uh, Snodgrass, I want to tell you we're all so sorry your name is Snodgrass. <laughs> Arkansas. I thought you were going to talk about the cats. No, no, no. That's bad, too. But <laughs> that name, dear God. <laughs> you poor soul. Poor man. Yeah. What's his first name? Uh, it was Chris Snodgrass. Okay. Yes. Uh, Fleming said, this is the police chief, uh, said that um, foul play is not suspected in the man's death. His body was taken to the medical examiner's office for further observation. Uh, no other details about the man were released. Snodgrass said... That he had only ever noticed one cat outside the man's home, and normally he kept to himself. So he, he had sixty. He managed to keep it a complete mystery to his neighbors. We had a cat we rescued years ago from a house. A hoarder had ninety-seven cats in the oh, house. Wow! Uh, the, this particular cat that we rescued, the, the cats had reverted the male cats to feral tom cats, and they were attacking the other cats. This cat had clawed its way through drywall wow. to get into a, a safe space. Did Snodgrass have? Any comment on that particular story? No. Okay. Because he gets around. Yeah. Uh, the Putnam but just Ca- like Snodgrass says. Uh, the Putnam County Animal Shelter is taking care of the cats that were rescued. They're looking for people to foster uh, some of the felines until they are ready for adoption. They're lucky that they got to the guy when he when they did before the cats ran out of food and probably started eating Eat them. Him. Yeah, that's like an egg around post story. It's what they'll do. Uh, Snodgrass had warned them about that. Uh, a man from Maui, Hawaii, who refers to himself as Dolphin Dave, is accused of harassing humpback whales and dolphins in Hawaii. So a guy named Dolphin Dave is uh, abusing dolphins? Yeah. He can't do that. This weekend, the Department of Dolphin Land... Dave's a dick. ...of Land and Natural Resources received an influx of calls about a man pursuing a humpback whale on the Big Island. Pursuing for sex? No, 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 no. no. Uh, the, the suspect was identified as 65-year-old David Jimenez, who was uh, allegedly seen snorkeling close to a humpback whale. The department shared a video on social media that appears to have been filmed underwater by Jimenez himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's seen swimming close to the whale reaching out and trying to touch its fin. Get away from me. Uh, when the department's enforcement division <laughs> arrived on the scene... Get away from me. Wow. Jimenez. <laughs> Get away from me. Wells, it sounds like Frank Rizzo. Yeah. <laughs> Jimenez was near a pod of dolphins. I think there was one, two, three oh, dolphins. Okay. That were one, two, yeah. three. Uh, <laughs> You're very smart. A responding officer recorded Jimenez uh, allegedly pursuing the pod and leading a group to chase the animals. The whale accused him of of being a a drunk, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe even a a lot. You are a lush, I can tell by looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this video last week. It, it ended up in my Instagram feed. I I don't follow the The Rizzo video? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. This this whale video. All right. uh, And when I first saw it, I thought that... (laughs) I thought Dolphin Dave was a friend of the dolphins. Right. It and turns out he's not a friend. I, well, I don't know what the, what the line is um, with when you go snorkeling. Like, obviously, you're not supposed to pursue them. But it, it, it seemed fairly benign, well, the video that I saw. I think that's the deal. I think he was 
per, I, I think you can encounter them, but I don't think you're allowed to pursue them. Okay. Uh, he was. Saying, I want to fight you. <laughs> See? Yeah. The will was passed. Yeah. You're a coward. Uh, when asked about the incident. I think he's out back and one fin behind my back. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> By myself, I'll uh, take you physically. So, uh, he may... Yeah, okay. You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. <laughs> When a whale kicks your ass. Uh, when Jimenez was asked about the incident, he told officers that he's not going to stop swimming with whales and dolphins because it's magical and others do much worse. So he was cited for allegedly violating two Hawaii administrative rules, one that protects endangered whale species and another that prevents the harassment of wildlife in a state park. Uh, and he is set to appear in court in May. They... They take that stuff very, very seriously in yeah, a creep crumb crustacean. Yeah, I guess so. But you don't have the courage. No. All right. And then uh, let's, uh, that might be the last story because huh? my other Aww. ones are too long and I'm running out of running out of music in the background. Trains here. pulling into town. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll do we'll do this last. All one. right. What the hell? Uh, a Florida stripper is facing a domestic battery charge after allegedly striking her boyfriend in the back of the head with a large amount of rolled up money. <laughs> As she threw at him while inside. I'll break it over your head. <laughs> wow. She sounds like a whale. I think she's a day stripper. Yeah. I'll break it over your head. Where are you boys from? Am I turning you on? Well, it was Just the a, three of us, four of us, me and you. It, it was at a Clearwater nightclub, so yeah. we'll oh, be there soon. It wasn't Mons Venus, was it? It was not. It was Baby Doll Strip Club. Okay. Uh, All t- right. Why didn't you make it rain? Uh, Tara Miller and the 34-year-old victim both work at Baby Dolls, and they dated for six months before separating, about a week before Miller allegedly battered her ex. As charged in a criminal complaint, Miller and the victim, uh, a security guard, were working together at Baby Dolls earlier this week when the man attempted to walk across the stage to speak to another co-worker. Uh. Miller allegedly responded by taking a wad of money and throwing it at the victim's head, hitting him in the back. Uh, court records do not specify the size of the cash roll or the denominations of the bills. Those singles are probably likely. In addition to a misdemeanor domestic battery count, Miller was also charged with criminal mischief for allegedly damaging the victim's cell phone. <laughs> so maybe we can swing by baby dolls when we're down there. Sounds great. Next Friday. Oh, the outside looks awesome. It looks train. like a White Castle. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It probably was yeah. at one point. Uh, by the way, speaking of the uh, broadcast from uh, spring training in Clearwater next week, Tomorrow morning, we will have an announcement about an added little bonus to this particular trip, and we are very stoked about this. So tune in. I'm not sure exactly what time we'll do that, but um, I'll start teasing it early in the morning, probably around the Bizarre File time. Yes. Hopefully. Um, But anyhow, we will be at uh, the Phil's game next Friday, and uh, it's called Baycare Ballpark now. Uh, They've changed sponsors. Uh, And we'll be live from Frenchie's Tiki Pavilion in left field beginning at 6 a.m. Gates open for the game. They're playing the Blue Jays. Uh, Gates open 11.35. Game starts at 1.05, and we're excited to be back down there again. We know a crap load of you are going to be down there as well, so we'd love to see you. Absolutely. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll ask the lesson question. We'll get to the trash and the music news as well. Stay down. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have uh, announcements coming tomorrow about some cool things that we want to bring up to speed on. Uh, have to do with our uh, trip to Florida uh, for spring training, but we have a little added thing that's going to go with that. And uh, yeah, I've been told uh, around the Bizarre File is when we'll do that, the very first Bizarre File. So it's getting right around 8 o'clock that we'll have that information to share with you tomorrow. Uh, we will give something away now. We're going to do the uh, lesson question. We have a pair of tickets to see Alice in Chains, uh, Jerry Cantrell. Uh, it's called the Brighton Tour, and it's going to be at the Excite Center. And that is, of course, at Parks Casino coming up on Saturday, March 18th, so next week. Um, the question that we will go with is, uh, let me see here. What are the knockoff Barbies called? <laughs> we talk, Today is National Barbie Day. Yeah. And we found out there was a knockoff Barbie. What are those called? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard that earlier this morning in the 8 o'clock hour, then you should call now. So, again, what are knockoff Barbies named 215-263-WMMR. We do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And is brought to you by What A Crock. Delicious home-cooked meals designed for your slow cooker and shipped directly to your doorstep. No prep, no mess. Or stress required. You can visit whatacrock.com to see what's cooking. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Rebel Wilson admitting that there was a brief period years ago during which she was banned from Disneyland. Wilson, who says she was much heftier at the time, was ejected after eating Huey and Dewey with butternut squash. Hey! Kendall Jenner was spotted out with Latin superstar Bad Bunny at Sushi Park in West Hollywood Tuesday night. Many surprised that Kendall appears to be back to dating after just having a bad breakup with the NBA. (laughs) Oh my God! And finally, August Alsina clarifying that he did not watch the Chris Rock special in which the comedian brings up Alsina's affair with Jada Pinkett Smith. Alcina also expanded on Jada's description of their relationship as an entanglement, saying he, quote, entangled her brains out. Wow. wow. <laughs> and that's a Hollywood All right. I think you know the answer to this, but we're going to find out for sure. Where, what were knockoff Barbies called? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we will go to Jennifer to see if we can get the answer. Hi there, Jennifer. Hello. All right. So what were knockoff Barbies called? Burby. Burby. You got it. Hang on, Jennifer. Burby doll. We are going to give you a pair of tickets to see Allison Chains founder Jerry Cantrell's Brighton Tour at the Excite Center stage inside Parks Casino Saturday, March 18th. MMR VIPs. You can enter at WMMR.com for a chance to win passes for the VIP meet and greet and sound check taking place. All right, music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by Monster Mania. The big names in horror will be at Monster Mania Com 53. That's this weekend at the Doubletree Hotel in Cherry Hill. Special guests include Charlie Hunnam and Sons of Anarchy Reunion. Uh, tickets at MonsterMania.net. A Los Angeles judge ruled in favor of the offspring in their long legal battle with former drummer Ron Welty, uh, who had claimed that he was owed millions in profits from the band's $35 million catalog sale. 
According to Rolling Stone, the judge wrote, a judgment is entered in favor of defendants, Offspring Incorporated. Plaintiff Ron Welty shall take nothing. Welty gets nothing. In a statement to Billboard, Welty's attorney, Jordana Thigpen, vowed to continue the fight. So I don't know the details on this. I don't know how long he was with the band. I don't know how involved in the writing he was. Uh, But apparently they're saying no dice on that. Sorry, Welty. On March 5th, uh, Jane's Addiction premiered its first new song since 2014 titled True Love. Uh, The tune came at the end of the night during the band's tour kickoff in Bakersfield at Mechanics Bank Arena. Rolling Stone described it as a psych-tinged ballad that builds to an understated peak with Perry Farrell's voice reverberating against twinkling guitars, splashy cymbals, and a pensive bass line. We have a ah, I can hear it now. I love that. By the way, uh, yes? I love that Farrell sound. Uh, by the way, uh, former Chili Peppers guitarist Josh Klinghoffer is handling guitar duties really? on the current dates. While co-founder Dave Navarro, you remember he's got long COVID, so uh, he's still out for the count. And he's that. also playing with Pearl Jam, is he not? Yeah, and Ed yeah. Better, uh, Eddie Vedder Solar Band, and yeah, Klinghoff is getting a lot of work, man. He's yeah. actually working more now. Well, and he was he had um, a rough stretch for a bit. I think he was having some drug issues, and uh, it seems like he's in a really good place. Seems to be a Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist theme. You're right. Uh, is to have some drug problems. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, Navarro was dealing with it, and um, the original guy. It, well, hello, yeah, hello, yeah. Slovak. He died from that. Yeah, right. and then you had uh, uh, Frusciante. That's right. Had a virulent drug problem. Yeah. So mm. Navarro had the right idea, though. Um, uh, cuckoo clocks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, that right. really heals. Yep. Uh, Motley Crue bassist Nikki Six is feeling invigorated being back on the road with the band. So much so, <laughs> he wants to keep it going on far beyond the current tour. <laughs> this is. Yeah. This is ridiculous now, okay? So they broke up. They swore they were never going to tour again or get back together. And now he's saying stuff like this. He said, Tommy just had his 60th birthday party down in Mexico. He invited a small group of us as very good friends. And I was there and a bunch of his friends. Uh, all of our wives were there. John 5 came in. And it was just so cool to be able to not talk business, be in rehearsal, get on the phone, talk about the photo shoot or the video. It was just hanging out, walking on the beach. And we had some sweet conversations. But he went on to say, me and Tommy and Vince had this conversation. I said, what are you guys doing for the next eight years? (laughs) And everybody laughed. And he said, I don't know. I said, "Uh, why don't we just keep it going? Like, let's just take it to 50 years, uh, which would be in 2031. Why the hell not? And he said, so this isn't our final tour. What? (laughs) Uh, So this isn't our final tour? What does that look like? I have no idea. I'm just telling you. You have the band saying, we're having a blast, so why stop? Why not? Can they, um, I mean, they, they can. Why not put out new music? Or at least try. Yeah, I don't know. There comes I mean, a I'm, point, though. There comes a time. No, they, You know, obviously they have such a catalog yeah. that they can go back on it and release stuff. But, you know, well, there's a shelf life yeah. to recorded material with bands. And somebody who's going to be testing that uh, in the next couple of years will be you, too. Uh, because there, a lot of times, uh, an artist who ha- who has a long, successful career, even right. the uh, the the new music fizzles, and there, there's a lot of examples. I mean, you know, like uh, yeah, Paul Simon, the uh, Stones, the Who, the Stones, right? You know, there's it just happens. It yeah. just happens. All right, yeah. so 
<laughs> I always hate bringing up fish because I know you guys hate them. But uh, they <laughs> I don't hate them. Um, they continue to put out new music, right. and we continue to like it. Not all of it, you know. So I'm like, well, that song's crap. I hope they never play that in concert. They never relied on airplay, though. They didn't. But also, uh, Nick, uh, Dave Matthews. I mean, lately they haven't had any radio hits, but they continue to put out new music. And do you follow along with the new music? Yes. I'm going to tell you, though, the, the bands that you're bringing up right uh-huh. now, Casey, are a, a kind of a different genre because I'll bring up my favorite band, yeah. Rush. Same thing. When you're getting into more experimental music, experimental in the ways of um, uh, uh, progressive, progressive or jam bands or things like that, yeah. your audience is going to more loyally buy that music than even the Rolling Stones right. and these big, huge, successful bands um, because I think it is a more acquired taste. And it's about the jam, too. So, like, you know, when we're in concert uh, or going to a concert, we are excited about which direction they're going to take this song. You know, and, and a lot of bands out there, when you go to see them in concert, you're like, oh, I want it to sound like the album. Right. And you when know? it's a, a different set list every night, yeah. which it is with Dave Matthews, which it is with Fish, which it's not with The Stones, which it's not with U2. You know, th- those bands are reliant on progression of hit after hit after hit. And that's what they can sell their tours on. And and. Not to expand on it too much, but in this day and age, that's where bands are making money. They're not making money on selling records. They're making money on selling t- tickets. Mm. I have an example to share with you guys, and by no means is this Rush or Fish or um, Dave Matthews that you're talking about, but I went and saw Weezer at um, Firefly Festival, and me and my friends were jamming out to the Sweater Song and all of those like 90s hits, but the moment Beverly Hills hit that place exploded. Really? And it was the hmm. audience. Yeah, it's that, you know, younger generational audience and that was the song that they learned from Weezer. Or they went back and... That, they... got, that got airplay traction, though. True, but so yes. did the sweater song at the time and all right. of those things, too. So I think it's also, like, the entry of where people learn about the band. Yeah, because you gotta figure Beverly Hills came out, like, alright, so Weezer started in the early 90s. And Beverly Hills came out, what, 25 years into their... Uh, into their career, into yeah. Into their career. I mean, and you see people, like, wearing a Nirvana shirt, right? And there's that joke, like, can you name an album? Can you name a song? But they go in and they just start... But nobody's like, buying the new Nirvana stuff. Well, uh, true, Steve. You know, we're still all waiting for it. It's been so many That's years right. for new Nirvana. They're being very petulant. But, like, is Teen Spirit the song that they're learning about and, and that's oh. going big? Or are they other songs? And it's kind of Actually, relative. Beverly Hills isn't that old. It was released in 2000. I mean, it's 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 old now. It's a couple so, years. Yeah, but, I mean, um, it's relatively young uh, to the start of their career, if that makes sense. No, I, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, so anyway, Motley Crue wants to stick around for 15 Yay. years. Uh, Billy Joel has revealed that he's been sober for two years during a chat with the Los Angeles Times ahead of his Friday night concert with Stevie Nicks in L.A. Uh, That's it, though? I feel like he's been sober or, or at least said he was for years. Yeah, I have a feeling he might have. Uh, maybe he Obviously. fell off the sobriety wagon yeah. because it, it's. Uh, I thought he was already. Uh, he was uh, talking about his drinking days and admitted, I stopped a couple of years ago. Mm. He said it wasn't a big AA kick, but I just got to the point where I'd had enough. I, I didn't enjoy being completely inebriated, and it probably created more problems in my life than I needed. He said uh, when he was pressed about uh, wanting to drink after the show, he said, um, I don't need it now. He said, I used to I used to get off stage, and I'd be so wound up and adrenalized uh, that I'd need something to calm down to go to sleep. But I realized when you're drinking yourself to sleep, 
You're not really sleeping. You're just passing out. He knew it was time for change when he heard himself singing the lyrics, Fling us a flong, you're the floggle man. <laughs> uh, he said, after the show, I go to sleep. Uh, it takes all my strength these days just to get through a performance because it's hard work, and I leave it on the stage. So. I've told you guys this a number of times, but I was able to sit uh, in the front row for one of his shows, and uh, one of the uh, sound techs was a friend of a friend, and we ended up you know, there before the show and hanging out with them and talking to them, and you know, he said, just, just watch him. He said, watch what he drinks, and he had a um, blue solo cup and a red solo cup on the piano, and and the guy told me one had alcohol in it and one had water. And he's like, watch which one he drinks. And so we did. And he drank the alcohol throughout the entire show. And before he came back on for the encore, which was Piano Man, um, they had to push him on the stage. We could wow. see him where he Stop was. Pushing. And he basically was like, no, I'm not, I can't go back out. And they, they were like pushing him and dragging him back out to, to finish it. And he did it. And listen, it was, it was great. Like, I, it wasn't like he was slurring his words while he was singing or anything, but you could tell he was hammered. It's wow. great to be here in Bavaria City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right, and then one last story. Uh, speaking of live shows, uh, this was just announced, and we're going to pass that info along. The band The Cure is going to be coming to town. Love The Cure. Saturday, June 24th, and they will play the Wells Fargo Center, and tickets will go on sale a week from tomorrow <laughs> on St. Pat. Patrick's Day at noon. Isn't this wild? You have Duran Duran hitting the, you know, uh, and and The Cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen The Cure six, seven times. Nice. Uh, always put on a great show. Yeah, they're a great band. So, uh, once again, The Cure, Saturday, uh, June 24th, Wells Fargo Center, and tickets go on sale next Friday at noon. And that's the last bit of music news I have for you. Let's take a break. We'll return in a bit, wrap it up, and our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize that we're only two letters away from. So stay with us. We'll be right back. The Cardboard Classic 2023 now goes into the annals. I mean, the annals of history. A lot of heart went into all of these creations, and we appreciate everything. Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! All Keep right. Moving. It's smoking, too. Oh, my God. Oh! Oh, the humanity. They did well, but then they hit one of the little, um, what would you call those? I would call that a snowbank. Thank you, snowbank. Great day in the morning. Just to be up here with all these fantastic people is awesome. And by the way, we don't have a museum, but we do have a digital gallery of these things. This is true. See photos, videos, and random behind-the-scenes stuff at PrestonandSteve.com. Now that's what I call a crowd, ladies and gentlemen. 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks in San Quentin. Uh, speaking of nickels, with nickel back, made me think of a dime yeah. and a moment that we had at uh, Cardboard Classic with a sled <laughs> that was called One Dime Down. Yes. Yeah. You familiar with this? Oh, yeah. Did you see it? Uh, that... Uh, the, our friends at Springfield Mitsubishi have reached out. Did not. And, uh, yes, they want to get in touch with those guys because <laughs> they very much appreciated what they did. Well, they and did it. I got a great e- email from uh, somebody over there uh, who sent that over trying to trying to track those guys down. They did a beautiful dime. It looked right. fantastic. Yeah. What Can you explain it to me? What was it? Uh, so, it, oh, yeah, you weren't there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. it was uh, essentially, it was two people sitting on this sled, but they had in the middle of it a giant like six-foot-tall dime that they had created. Okay. And it was one dime Dumb down because it was going down the hill. Okay. And it's a Great. reference to one dime down. Right. Of course, from the commercials. And um, 
in so many words, the person who wrote the email who worked uh, at this place uh, had uh, had agreed what we all think about those commercials, but had <laughs> said they are quite effective. They, they are. are. And I, I appreciate their support and uh, their... Uh, uh, their business here with the radio station. No, it's so, great. And the, uh, the the dime itself, though, Kathy, uh, the second it turned slightly sideways, it caught wind, <laughs> yeah. oh, no. and it sort of spun it around. But <laughs> the dime itself rolled down the hill. Yeah, they, oh, wow, uh, cool. Yeah, they managed to, to pick it up and roll it down the hill. That's great. Uh, which was uh, pretty cool, but it was a great time. Uh, let me see some thank yous. Thank you to actor Jack Champion. Yeah! Who's on the show? Uh, Jack's in the next Scream film, which is in theaters tomorrow. Scream Six, and uh, nice guy, very nice. Good he's also an yeah. Avatar, and uh, uh, he's uh, his star is rising. So it was cool to have him on. Uh, we also had our friend Mr. Skin on. Yeah. The Anatomy Awards are out at MrSkin.com. It's free to check him out, and he's got some outrageous categories this year. Some we couldn't even mention on the air. Uh, <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Like that one. Oh, that! Oh that my yeah. God! Yeah, okay. great! Uh, oh, yeah. My, oh, oh my! Oh my goodness! Do you want to take a look while we're uh, getting ready for your show? Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. You leave through that. That's our prep sheet. I could do voice porn. That would be the only thing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Voice yeah, porn. You like that, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh baby. No. Uh, so Looks anyway, like shots of your colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> it does. <laughs> Pictures of uh, Nick's colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah, he shared those with you, didn't no, he? No, well, he shared them with everyone. Yeah. Oh, on, online. On right. yeah. Which, again, was actually a very positive. Oh, my. Yeah, that's one of the ones we couldn't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> How about the letter of the day? We want to do that? Yes, uh-huh. I do. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L is in lap dance. <laughs> yeah. L. All right, we have four tickets for the floor. Uh, to see Muse, Will of the People Tour. It's going to be on Sunday, March 19th, Wells Fargo Center, and special guest Evanescence will be there. Some tickets remain via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com, by the way. So we give that away tomorrow. It's pretty awesome. Um, how are you doing today, man? Good. Excellent. Yeah. You're feeling like uh, having a great show? I do. Awesome. What's <laughs> on it? Um, well, I train for that like an Olympian. Oh, every you do? Day. Yeah, every day. Every day. Damn day. <laughs> I'm out there training for my show. Anyway, um, I do feel uh, I have a slight cold, but I, it's only in my nasal passages. There you I go. feel fine. Good. But I sound a little um, nasally. So. You sound better than yesterday. I think do you're I, heading okay. in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. like that, don't you? <laughs> All right. Um, on the program today, um, <clears throat> we will have tickets for Muse um, and uh, to give away. Also, Workforce Blocks of Live and Boston and you too. Uh, and it'll be a fun day. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the anniversary, anniversary of uh, Brad Delts. Yes, uh, it is. Passing, it is passing, yeah. So, okay. Um, that's why we're doing it. Thank you, Pierre. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Also, Presidency brought to you today uh, by Duncan. Presidency show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Villanova University's College of Professional Studies. Uh, and you can pursue the next you. Tomorrow on our program, ah, Fitz Dog. Oh, nice. Nice. I haven't been here in a while. Yeah, Greg Fitzsimmons will be joining us. Uh, is he here? He's here. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, comedian Phil Hanley will be joining us, too, so that'll be nice. And uh, you know what I'm going to do as we are wrapping up? I'm going to give away a couple of these. I very rarely give something away at the very, very end of the show. Do it. 
movie passes for John Wick Chapter 4 yeah. next week. It's going to be next Tuesday uh, at 2A King of Prussia, and we'll take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you those passes. So give us a call right now. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the when you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply.